Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a special episode of HCS Pro Talk. We're going to consider this the first episode of March Interview Madness, where we have some interviews lined up with some incredible individuals within not only the Halo community, but just gaming in general, let's say, among other things. This first interview that we have for the month of March is none other than I, I have some points listed here. I'm going to go through them. And yes, this was basically taken from your Twitter profile, but bear with me. Um, we have Martin Ohms, a.k.a. Voodoo Man, a.k.a. the Program Logistics Coordinator for Gamers Outreach. He runs GT Halo. He's a commentator for Ontario Soccer. He's a streamer of F1. And he's a, he has a master's degree in education and environmental sustainability. Martin Ohms, how are you doing, sir? Well, you know what? I am feeling that energy. I love it. I needed that. It's a Friday night. You're kind of like zoned out as the week's going down. You're just getting me right fired up. But thank you guys so much for the invitation. I've always enjoyed, always been a fan of your guys' podcast. I've been listening to them every single week, uh, especially gets oh, through my days. So you guys know I'm always there listening. And uh, having you guys alongside for that one HCS play date as well and doing that HCS grassroots tournament was a lot of fun. So I'm excited to go through and break down whatever you guys want to break down today. Uh, you know, it's an AMA. So uh, before we get into this, I just want to say, for those who don't know, Martin is one of our biggest supporters of our show. He is one of the nicest people that we've ever had the pleasure of talking to. And he he wears so many hats that I don't think anybody realizes the amount of work that Martin does every single day. Um, so our goal for this, however long this is, is to just relax get to know a little bit more about Martin himself and just talk about some random shit. So without further ado, Martin, where did the name voodoo man originate? <laughs> That's actually a very good question. Uh, I was given it to, it was given it to me by one of my neighbors. So I didn't really start it out with huge on the gaming side. I was always sports going first. And my first, I guess you say game competitive game, like competitive wise, like where I actually was playing multiplayer and needed a gamer tag was Warcraft three. Yeah. And, uh, my neighbor is like, all right, we need, you need a name. Like you can't just sort of trying to think of And he's like, man, you're the most unlucky person I know. Oh, <laughs> I relate to so that. it came like everything from, so at that time, like it was, everything's like, I had a lot, I've had a lot of injuries growing up. I have not had the greatest luck with women. I have, <laughs> uh, you know, I've had, you just sometimes like things just don't go uh, my way. And that's just how it's been. And any sort of luck I've created is usually through like working or trying to get to where I wanted to be. It's more like hard work. It's not really having that. But obviously when you hard work e equals luck at the end of the day, because right. something's happened because you worked hard to get it. But uh, yeah, that was the name of Voodoo Man coming there. It was just like, it was, a, it was an ongoing joke. Like, man, you're just so unlucky with everything. And I just built out from there and it stuck with me. Because most people like, I want to change it, but I, I'm, I'm a committed person. Whatever name, I stick to it. Like, this has been my sports team when I'm little. I'm sticking to it. If I'm a New York Jets fan because I liked Curtis Martin, I'm still a New York Jets fan no matter how much they suck. Now, I, I am know? so sorry. I'm so sorry. But, <laughs> but hey, you, know, you know what? But you, 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 you got to stick to it. You've got the number two pick this year. You know, you're more than likely not going to get Trevor Lawrence, but you have a prospect if you want to get rid of Josh, uh, if, uh, Josh, yeah, Josh Arnold, right? Yeah. Sam. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. I'm an idiot. Sam Darnold. So you have options. You have a new coach. You got Robert Sala. You, you guys, I expect some decent things out of you this year. 
I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. You know what? Although we got to the playoffs with those Rex Ryan, Mark Sanchez years, I couldn't stand Sanchez as a quarterback to <laughs> save my life. But I love there was something so gratifying from watching that run game with Jones just continuing to pound defense and running the clock. For me, that was entertaining to watch. And watching like Curse Martin before that Vinny Testaverde, that's what got me into the Jets. And then, you know, you just stick with it. Hell yeah. You, <laughs> so you. I mean, we're talking about football right now, but not football. In Sorry. A sense. No, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. Because I, I'm going to segue into this now. What people may not realize is that you are a very, very big sports guy. Not just, not just football, but an absolute motherfucking shit ton of sports. So I have a question for you. You mentioned in your Divine Mind interview that you were a professional football or soccer to us Americans player at one point in your life. So I have to ask Martin, I imagine it's because of injuries, but I'm not going to assume. Why didn't you pursue that further? Two reasons. One injuries did play a factor onto it. Unfortunately, uh, there was one instance the day before a game, uh, got slide tackled while I was kicking the ball. So I tore the MCL, ACL, LCL on one knee and broke a few tendons with a couple other ligaments on the other knee. And I ended up in a wheelchair for about a year uh, just because recovering on both. You can't walk both knees, you know, so it's just recover from that. And during that time, you always you get sucked to your like lowest points because growing up for me, like it was sports, sports, sports. Right. And I was so much focused where I'm practicing four or five times a week. You're playing a game like that was every single evening. Right. So I guess that's what's helped me in my life being so scheduled, doing so many things and doing and being able to stay organized because that's how it was growing up with soccer. If I wanted to have a normal life, I had to balance it out with my soccer schedule. And I realized in a soccer world, and it's like anything, you could get replaced in an instant, you know, you can, you can work so hard, but one little injury. And for myself as a position, I was a goalie. You could get replaced quite quickly, or, you know, it's very tough as well being in the lower stages. Like you see the great, the top teams and, how much money those guys all make, but people don't really look at the lower other countries and see how much of a grind it is just going on the buses, staying in cheap hotels, everything. It's the grind to get there, and it takes a lot of mental strength. But afterwards, I realized I put so much dedicate to one thing, I realized I'm, I missed out on a lot of other things that a lot of people would consider normal life. So like when I talk with a bunch of people from high school, what you guys might consider normal things you guys did in high school, I didn't do. But I did a lot of other stuff in high school. So it's just like trying to get some of that normal experience and trying to diversify myself. So it's kind of more just saying yes to other stuff. And yeah, I could still play uh, soccer at a very high level. I I don't doubt myself. I feel confident I can do, still do it. But unfortunately, my body still doesn't allow it anymore. So like when I go hard one day, I need the next day. I need that off day. I can't go continuous day today anymore so i still play at a provincial level which would be state level for you guys i still play around that level uh i just don't show up to practices i just show up for the games <laughs> team's okay with it because i guess because i have the experience and i know what i'm doing but uh well prior to covid obviously but uh, right. we'll see what happens in the future i, I don't think it will ever come back to it, but i do have my coaching licenses as well in soccer so when i was a teenager i was getting all those licenses and then got my goalkeeping license as well, my provincial goalkeeping license. So 
for the soccer club here, I am the mentor coach for the club. So prior to COVID, I was coaching the coaches. So you'll have like your rep team and your age groups. Yeah. I'm not sure how the system is in America, but like you have your town, let's say your town and like each age group has like the top player. So I'll be coaching the coaches, what they can do to improve their coaching sessions, how they can do some specific trainings. And then I was also the head goalkeeper coach for the club. So I'll be working with all the upcoming goalkeepers and then building their profile to where they can potentially look at college scholarships, university scholarships and such. What's the best football or soccer for us event that you've ever been to? Been to or played in? Fuck it. Let's do both. Been to, you know, and I'm a bias. Uh, this is a completely biased response, okay. but okay. I'm a massive, I'm a massive Toronto FC fan. Probably everyone's realized going on my profile and uh, they're the MLS team. Yep. And I am the capo for the supporters. So I'm, if you ever watch a soccer game, you always see the songs and the chants because the crowd gets all enthused and they start singing the songs. You're that fucking I'm the guy. composer. I'm the composer. So I'm the guy with the megaphone starting the songs and basically composing. So my shit. back is to the game quite a bit, but I can show you guys some photos later. But yeah, I'll be starting the songs on this side. But uh, being there, there's one specific game. So although we won the uh, MLS Cup this season in 2017, mm-hmm. which I've seen the semifinals, we played against Montreal Impact. And if you guys don't know, Toronto and Montreal have a rivalry in everything in life politics, and sports, you name it, because Montreal is the French part of Canada, and Toronto is like your English. So it's the blue versus red. Oh, shit. Like everything. So think about your mortal enemy and everything. You're grown up to hate Montreal. Oh, no. Although Montreal's a nice (laughs) city, but it's like, I'm trying to think uh, what would be a good comparison. Seattle and Portland seem to have a rivalry. Sure. Um, The Vikings and the Packers. Yeah, something so yes, yeah. but this is like on another level oh, because yeah, it's soccer. also it's a rivalry outside of just in your normal day as well. But we knocked them out in oh, what shit. we consider extra time in overtime. So uh-huh. extra time, but like so it, it went the game went to overtime in the semifinals and we scored to win it at home in the absolute pouring rain. Everyone's soaked, but because you're you're just so oh. energized with a goal, we were jumping and going nuts. I had like six beers poured on my head oh. and <laughs> I, my cell phone flew out of my hand. It broke. I did not care. Everyone was jumping on me. It was one of the most epic celebrations. So being there for that game, nothing will beat it. Like I've got to see professional games, but nothing in that one moment will ever beat it. So you got your um, own. You got your own version of a Gatorade shower, except it was half drunken beer. Yes. Perfect. That sounds phenomenal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. And a lot of wasted money there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but playing wise, there, um, there was there will be nothing to experience. I don't think I've ever spoken about this. Uh, but Exclusive. when I was in Croatia, when I was in Croatia, uh, there's a holiday for them. So it's kind of like your Fourth of July kind of okay. day. It's the Croatian Day of Independence when they became an independent country, and they have a huge yeah. celebration. And I got invited to play in the celebrity because someone didn't show up and they needed a goalie last minute, and I was already there. And they needed a goalie to play in the celebrity game. That's awesome. uh, Prior to the concert. So what they do is they hold a huge concert. So imagine your biggest American artist, like your, let's say, Katy Perry, Taylor Swift, whatever, all in one concert for free. How many people would show up? 
So what it is as well, it's just, it's donations only. It's like people donate and the money will go to the families of the, of the war. And it just gives back. So it's all, it's all goes to charity. So they all do it for charity every year. And so they had the biggest artists in Croatia again. Yes. But it's for me, for people in Croatia, it's massive. Like there was over a hundred thousand people. Like I could show you a YouTube video of the concert afterwards, but I got to play in the game and it was, it was amazing. Like having the crowd, like everyone just swarming in. And just being able, it was just a street soccer game too. It wasn't an on field. It was like your normal five on five, just with on street, like on a basketball court style game. And playing with, I got to play with like Davor Shuker, which is like the former Croatian legend soccer player. Getting to play with musicians. I got to play in a game with them and be part of it. And then oh being, God. it was just, it was mind blowing. Just the noises going around you. It was so absorb or absorbent, just going on with all, everything. It was. Yeah, I had a nice little scrape down the arm too, uh, from a slide, <laughs> but you know it was, it was worth it. It was worth it. So I was still learning. I was still learning the language too. So I, a lot of things that were being yelled, I didn't understand. I was like, "Well, what did they say? What did they say?" <laughs> but one of the great things was like getting to learn. And then afterwards, one of the biggest artists, artists is Thompson. And after after the concert, he brought me to the backstage and gave me. He asked for he asked for a recording of the concert and gave it to me. I was like, why? He's like, this is the best way to learn learn the language. Listen to the music oh my from my lyrics. So he said it in Croatia, but he said it learn to listen to my lyrics. So I learned his songs and then learned words in Croatian from learning from listening to his music. But he gave it to me, signed a scarf and everything. Wow. I have the scarf here actually. Do you guys mind if I show it? Go ahead. Right right. Go, Go right ahead. This is your time, Martin, not ours. He's got some incredible stories. Yes, well, this is crazy. a long time ago, but there we go. So I have it right here. Uh, his signature right there. But like, he gave me a whole scarf here. But being Jeez. able to just go in behind the stage and just act like I was one of the, one of them and just chatting. And it was nuts. But that, playing-wise, there would be nothing out of the experience. It was just a whole day. But uh, let me see if I can find a photo and put it in the chat while you guys are talking. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're no, fine. So, Martin, I have to ask, did you win that game? <laughs> I don't even... <laughs> to be honest, I couldn't even tell you. It's okay. You were high on life that day. It's all Yeah, good. no, it was it. just like, it was just, be, just part of I'm I'm betting we lost. Okay. I am, I'm betting we lost. So okay. here, I'll, dro- I'll drop a just a picture I picked off of Google, but just to show you guys how a look of how the concert was like afterwards. It was just it was insane. So it's kind of mixes it all in in the soccer, but that was all in one day. I might have to do some post production magic to. Uh, figure, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, that's fucking insane. Um, I don't even know where to fucking go from that. You have a you have a picture, Will. Yeah. So we. We're going to start it. We're kind of stealing this from Hot Ones, if, you, if anyone's ever seen Hot Ones. But it's kind yeah. of explain that gram or explain the picture. Martin, you don't have an Instagram. You said you uh, before the show you're not big into technology, but we pulled one. You found my Facebook? I yeah. found your Facebook. <laughs> so here we go. I'm going to hold this up to the camera and just explain what's going on in the photo because we need more context. So here we go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. brings right there. So something I was doing, so... Uh, Again, ter- I'm, ter- I'm terrible listening to advice from my doctors. But uh, <laughs> what, I had a really bad back injury a couple a couple years ago that a lot of people in the gaming community might be aware of. But afterwards, uh, it's like, okay, what do I want to do? Like something. So I was like, all right, I'm going to start doing skydiving. 
And I got, I started to do a lot of the indoor skydiving, learning different stuff, how to flip and stuff. And then while I was out in Vegas, uh, had some time because it was some pre-practice before a huge tournament coming up. I was like, I have time. So I booked a bunch of skydiving sessions with uh, one of the companies there. And I was just jumping every day with those guys and just being able to pick up the hours. And they were letting me, so they were going on my back. They're like letting me control. Like, what do you want to do? I'm like, all right, we're going to do some flips. We're going to do some turns. And one of the times I was like, hey, I asked, can you bring one of the GoPros? Like, oh, uh, like I have a GoPro. I'm like, do you mind just attaching it to yourself? And then he attached it, and then we got to record quite a bit oh. as we jumped. So a lot of fun there. But hopefully, hopefully after COVID, I'll be able to pick that up again. I've gotten a lot stronger, so the back's feeling much better. So we'll see how it happens. But it's just for myself, it's just those few seconds, you just see, when you see the world from that point of view, it's it's unbelievable just to see what goes on I, there's something about nature there's something about it i i have trouble enough like getting to the top of roller coasters i don't know how i would do <laughs> you've seen me a, a baby driving. at the top too no so for myself i guess i got that kicked out of myself so my my mother uh one of her previous jobs she was a pilot oh wow and she was a photographer as well so her job, before we had like Google Earth, where we had satellite imagery taking the aerial photos, she was the aerial photographer for Toronto. Wow. So she would take me, off, like we'd go on a weekend, so I'd be like eight, nine years old, and she would be, she'd take me to the airport, she'd be flying around a propeller plane, and we're taking photos, and then she'll be like, hey, you want to do something fun? Opens the door and <laughs> does a barrel roll. Oh my <laughs> My you know, full credit. So what a lot of my fearlessness, I guess, comes from. So that that heights, like being scared of heights, just got kicked out of me when I was young because I got terrified when I was there. So I got that kicked out. I was like, you know what? If I could survive this, I could survive it all. But like for my mom, her first vehicle was a motorcycle. She was an athlete growing up. She did taekwondo. Wow, so it's like that's incredible. So I got to learn a lot from her and I guess it carried on to myself. But yeah, the flights thing really cool and just got I got the fear of heights just kicked out of me like i'm not i'm i was whenever it was funny when you're going to i'm going when i was in vegas i was like i don't want to go and i'm like me first me first <laughs> can i go first and everyone's looking at me like who's this guy <laughs> i want to awesome. go <laughs> holy shit you know let's let's stick with the topic with mama ohms right now and let's let's kick it to something you you provided some foreshadowing upon early before we started recording this and uh you have some plates behind you that your your mom made you want to yeah, you want to sure. explain yeah, sure i'll grab those yeah okay, one second explain those plates <laughs> keep kicking them out of the chair I do. so she is an accomplished artist as well so like she's again if you're wondering like how do i do all these different types, i think i should snap to the top of my headset putting it back on one second uh oh he's got That's those A40s with the yeah, mod kit yeah. yeah mine pops out all the time I feel them there we go Oh, no, I broke it off. All right, whatever. I'll fix it after the show. So you're going to have a nice little piece A40s? of hair sticking up. Is it the A40? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're going to have a nice little time. piece of hair sticking up now. It's okay. It's All your right. luscious, beautiful but, yes, hair, Mark. So she'll paint, she painted this plate here, so there's the oh, halo wow. plate right there. Are those on Etsy so I can buy them, please? You can get those. We can we can figure that away. Oh, Martin! And then right here, and there's another one, because I didn't show you guys. That's That's fucking dope! So she painted this one for me, too. So these are my favorite plates, so I keep that behind me. Oh, my God. For those listening... No, she she is awesome. She's a... At first, just like normal parents, they're a little questionable on the video games, like the background and everything, but... Her thing is like, okay, you know what? If the kids are into it, I can fight it, or I can learn, learn it. 
So she co she comes to a lot of the Halo tournaments. A lot of people oh know who God. Mama Holmes is. She's there. At Gamers Forgiving. She stays overnight at the venue. She sleeps there. All the players know who like you go out to snipe that snipe down. Be like, oh yeah, I know who Mama Holmes is. She knows like she'll be watching Halo. Like, okay, she doesn't know the intricacies, but she knows sure. who's winning and who's losing. <laughs> and the player, she's like, so how's Musa doing? Musa's doing good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> shout out to so, the shout out to the Toronto crew. Yeah, absolutely. And now, nowadays in our Discord, we have a daily uh, GeoGuessr challenge, and she's been participating. So she got she's learning what Discord is, and oh she's been God. participating with us. So it's been really awesome. Like again, like I said, most parents and stuff would be against or like push it aside. She's like, all right, if you guys are into it, I might as well learn it for myself. So she picked up her game. Uh, so she's like, I need a game. So she picked up Pokemon Go. Awesome. And so at events, at events, we go to show organized communities inside the Pokemon Go. So she's like, all right, organized people, you want to go for a walk and do some do some raids. And her big one of her biggest gaming accomplishments recently, she got to level 40. Wow. And Pokemon Go level 40 is like, oh, my God. It takes a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So full credit to her. I'm going to try and fix this. This is irritating. No, me. you're One fine. Second. You're fine. Uh, for those who are listening to the audio show. I don't show, know how Mark, I managed to do that. Mark oh, can't hear me right now, but he, he, okay. put, he put up uh, plates that were, that were, um, that were painted by his mother and they were incredible. Yes. Um, I, I'm, I'm telling the audio, the audio audience that did not see the plates. Oh um, yes, absolutely. Sorry. Yes. No, you're fine. So if you're listening to the audio show, please go check out the VOD. The plates look incredible. And then also big shout out to mama Ohms. Just fucking, Straight up killing it. What an incredible individual. Just so, wow. let me see if I can fix this headset. I apologize, guys. Okay, I think You're I got fine. it. You're fine. This the is top all... piece came off somehow when I was putting it off and on. You're just <laughs> your energy is just too powerful for your headphones. Um <laughs> all right, let's let's keep on the topic with Halo here for a second. So what this is gonna be a generic question and we have to ask it because we are a Halo podcast, but what got you into Halo itself? How did that originate? So so full credit, uh, shout out to my boy, Mike, otherwise known as Falco. And uh, one of my best friends growing up, still one of my best friends to this day. And it, it was just normal lands. So what we would do in the typical Canadian way, uh, after school, we'd bike, everyone would bike to my house, bring out the hockey net. We'd be playing street hockey until like no one had phones. No one knew what times until the street light came on. Street light came on. That means it was dinner time. You go in, dinner time, come, go, and then you go. And on weekends, we'd be playing during the daytime, and we'd go to someone's house, and they'd have two TVs, and we'd hook it up and play Halo. I was brutal. I was terrible. And they were just reminding, someone was, and he was just reminding me of that last week. He's like, what game was I playing? I was, he was showing me how to play Valheim. And he's like, Martin, this reminds me of the days you first learned how to play Halo. <laughs> and I'm like, that bad? <laughs> uh, like i was that guy getting one or two kills a game and completely like spinning i couldn't know how to do a control but we every single weekend so it became a thing with our group of friends every single weekend we'd go to somebody else's house so it'd be like we have someone else would be responsible for the food and we'd bring the tvs over like two tvs put them on a skateboard or something and push them down the That's streets awesome. And then bring it over to some stuff, and we'd just play Halo, everything from like Juggernaut on Lockout. So I wasn't a sweaty competitive kid. Like it was just more like we'd be playing 4v4 against each other, we'd be playing whatever. And uh, yeah, it just started to. That's how it started. I'll go with that's how it started. And then how it progressed, that we can go on later on from there. But how it started was just local local friends from elementary school. 
and then being able to play with one another. And that's that's what Halo did for a lot of people. Back back in the good old days, the the simple days, as, as I'd like to recall them as. Um. So we we hinted at some of these beforehand, but since you are a man of many hats, what are some of the hobbies that you have outside of? Let, let's I'd say gaming in general, but let's just say let, let's say Halo in general. Oh geez, where do I? Where do you start? Um, what so do you got? most most recently, I guess during I'll just start with the recent hobbies in COVID because you can only have have so many hobbies during during a lockdown. Uh, right. Picked up a couple new games, so F one was definitely one of them. So yep. I got to go integrate myself with a good uh, F one community and randomly. At the beginning of the lockdown, I got into a racing league. So it was a bunch of people with the PUBG pros and the Rocket League pros. So we had a racing, we have a racing league okay. going on to the point where now so many pe- people from Halo got so intrigued. We are now doing a weekly Halo racing league every Sunday right now at 3.30. So a lot of, a lot of people you might know or viewers might be, might be racing in that. But a lot of the GT Halo guys and a few other guys from different communities We've had about twenty of us doing a race every single Sunday, doing some F one. That's wow. that's crazy! Holy! I somehow convinced like fifteen other people to buy the game, <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of some of them got bought themselves steering wheels as well. And then another one would be a football manager. Uh, shout out to great! I met a great community of football manager streamers, and if you think of it, the, the game is like franchise mode. But you're in control of everything, so you do everything but play the game. So okay. you're like a coach. So you're just doing. You're in charge of the formations, salaries, concessions, managing, keeping the morales. Wow. Scouting. So it's just like all the background micromanaging of a team is the game itself, which is a very popular game. But you're doing. Yeah. And everyone's like, but how do you find it fun? Like you're not even playing it. Like, but that's the whole fun. You get to see. All the hard work and all the preparations, and then see how it pans out and see if it works. You get to be the puppet master behind the scenes. You get to be the puppet master. Yep. So yeah, so it somehow ended up now we have a ten leagues, ten person save. So to each one of us built a team and ten of us every single week. So that this is the Saturday stream. So we all rotate streams and then uh each one of us and the ten of us we face off our teams against each other. Oh my god. <laughs> like so so do you you be, what do you have free time like do, do you what when do you sleep martin when is that a thing that happens <laughs> i have a good sleep schedule everyone knows i'm like i'm a i'm a i'm terrible I, I, as a gamer my sleep schedules i'm waking up at like six seven in the morning i'll go to sleep like at 10 at night so i'm saying very good and i get up go to the gym that's the first thing i wake up breakfast go to the gym you know it's just most people look like all right, you guys ready to game? All right, I'm play a game or two. All right, I'm off to bed, guys. It's late. <laughs> See, this this man talks about how he has a great sleep schedule. Goes to bed at ten, wakes up at six or seven. I have to because I have a kid. Like that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I'm tired at like four. I, I, no, I do. I've always been a morning person. I guess oh, I for it. myself, it was just the same thing. Like F one for myself was the Sunday morning thing to watch. You wake up at like six, seven a.m. You make breakfast. What what else is on that TV at seven eight in the morning? But a race, right? So right, because the time that, was a, that was a, that was the thing every single morning on the Saturday morning. Saturday mornings watching some 
Bundesliga or Premier League Sunday morning is F1 racing. So let me ask you, Martin, in terms of F1, if someone wanted to get into F1 for the first time, right? Like if I wanted to watch it for the first time or start getting into it, what would you recommend? How would you recommend somebody go about that? Right now, the best way to do it, and it seems like it, it, I got a huge thank, thankful for it because that helped me convince a lot of people was uh, there's a Netflix docu-series right now. So if you guys have Netflix, yes. it's called Drive to Survive. Drive to Survive. Amazing, amazing series where they go behind the scenes with the drivers itself. You get to learn about the drivers. You get to learn about the tracks. You get to learn a little bit about the politics behind the racing. Uh, the new season, so they obviously had a season during COVID. The third season actually comes out, I think, on the 19th, I think it was. So I think I was playing a watch party before this call to be able to watch the new season. But you get to go behind the scenes and learn a lot about. So if you have no prior experience at F1, just find it on Netflix, and they get you right into it. You learn at least the basics. Sure. And then if you want to learn more from that, if you, if you feel enjoyed coming from that, feel the excitement coming from that, there's definitely a lot more you can learn from there. But, uh, yeah, it's been a fun, fun little sport. But the joke is in my family, if two rats are hitting a ball back and forth and they call it a sport, I'd probably watch it. Like, before the show, I was watching the World Ski Jumping Championships with my mom. And like before that was the Snowboard Cross. So it's like finding, finding some cool events. Uh, for me, it's just... I, I love the I love the unique events like a, like yeah. a water polo or a handball. I love watching those sports. So the Olympics must be your shit then. Like it's oh I love it. Yeah, you don't miss anything. <laughs> it's amazing. I watch all the build up. I watch it. I, you know, it's all it's a lot of fun being able to just see all the hard work because you know what goes into them because they don't get a lot of them is for their own pride. There some of these some of those athletes they have their own normal own old jobs and then for that one weekend they are heroes. That's awesome. So if you, let's say you were in the Olympics and you wanted to choose one of these, like kind of not necessarily offshoot, but not more well-known sports <laughs> within the Olympics, right? What would be your choice? I don't want to hear soccer or oh, anything like that. What would no, be your No, no, no. My choice? friends all know what I would pick. What they is it? know because I've, it's something I was actually planning on doing. If it wasn't for lockdown, I was actually planning a skeleton. So skeleton is the event. So you guys know what luge is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, you're face when you, first, It's like right? bobsleigh, but you go feet first. Skeleton is going down head first. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. So you're on your stomach. You're on your stomach, on your stomach yeah. going head first down the... You're, you're going down into the, stomach luge? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's... That's for me. For me, I'm like, I want, I want to be able... So like when I go tobogganing... And the uh, or sledding, sorry. If yeah. I go sledding in the backyard, I'm going. I'm running on my son and going down head first sure. down the hill. Yeah. And that's an Olympic sport. Yeah, that's an Olympic. I sport. had no fucking idea. I had no idea oh that's an God. Olympic sport. That's a, that's awesome. That's amazing. Wow. So, to being able to, or even just doing, being able to go down a bobsleigh, just something sure. like that would be a, that'd be that'd be amazing. So, Cool Runners, yay or nay? One of my favorite films. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Good, Love good that choice. movie. Um. Okay. Uh, switching gears here for a second. What so we we talked very briefly at the very beginning that you have a master's degree in not only education but environmental sustainability. What types of environmental projects have you worked on for the Greater Toronto Area? Um, one of the cool projects I got to work on was the uh, N-Wave project, which is the deep uh, lake water cooling system. To where Lake Ontario here is not the cleanest of lakes. Sure. Originally, because there was a lot of chemical dumping and such, so. Uh, there's a nice filtration system where I'm, they take the water in and then they clean it and then put it back out into the lake. So what they've been able to do now is have pipes going from the very bottom of the lake, so the coldest part, 
take the steam coming from there and use that as air conditioning for all the buildings in downtown Toronto. So it saves them not only their energy bills, but it's also going through the filtration system at the same time. So right now it's only servicing the downtown Toronto core, but uh, it's being able to go from there. And then I've worked on a lot of wastewater and water plants. So the infrastructure in Toronto uh, for the sewage and water was built in like the 1950s. So a lot of the what's happening, especially, and they built alongside a lot of the rivers. So it's happening because of erosion. A lot of the sides have started to cut away because right. the water continues to expanding, mm-hmm. and it's actually exposing a lot of those, a lot of the sewage. And so it's just finding ways to divert water, saving the environment. So either to rebuild the river, are you able to do it, and how that will affect the environment? How can you? Or do you, how much will it cost to rebuild the sewage line? So it's just being able to work on those type of environments. So when I, uh, I I'm I'm outside a lot. That's awesome. That and and then I work. Uh, I'm part of the environmental network. So I work with the politicians and the local governments, talking about uh, city plans or the what's known as the green belt here. So how can we preserve the green belt? And I'm other working with students. So I do a lot of stuff like teaching in high schools or elementary schools on cool environmental projects they can do. Uh, so one of the fun things we did during the lockdown was to create an app on uh, cleaning cleaning up your parks and neighborhoods and awesome. seeing where cleanups are happening and what type of stuff are picking, people are picking up and being able to pull data from there. So utilize it not only in an environmental sense, but then use that for math class. Be like, okay, now graph this out. Graph what you've been able to do. So finding ways to make environmental cool and relate to other subjects. That's really awesome. Um, I would be a terrible person if I did not ask, have you met Justin Trudeau? I have not met Trudeau. However, I have met David Suzuki, if you okay. know who that environment. So I've got to do a lot of, in high school, I did a lot of environmental projects with him. But uh, Trudeau, I have not met. Do you ever think you're going to? No, it's okay. I just want to know if he's as stunning in person as he is, like, in pictures. Some people say the good looks. Yeah, he's got got the charm. (laughs) He's got the charm. So, from what I heard. Well, David looks like a badass. Let me just straight up say that. Yeah, I just did a quick <laughs> Google search because I did not know. He had a name. very, very popular environmental program here in Canada. I'm not sure if he got to, but he's all, he's an environmental legend here in Canada. He's done a lot of great things. Because I don't know if you knew this, Martin, but like, you know, Canada's pretty awesome compared to America. So, <laughs> I mean. That's all we hear is the complete opposite from Americans constantly making jokes at us. Like, we're just a hat, you know, but. It's, See, it's, that's it, the thing. It's because we're just jealous of you. That's all it is. <laughs> you know when people, you know, when people talk about like when you're in your adolescence and they're like, you're only making fun of them because you like them. That's exactly what America is. We're just making fun of you because we like you. <laughs> no, the that's one, it sm- it's the smallest little detail. The one thing that annoys me when I'm in America, your currency like I, I, you guys have to actually sort your bills. Like I'm constantly, like I did it one of the, one of the first times I pulled it out. I'm in Detroit and I pulled, I'm like, how, okay. And I pulled out a water. My friend's like, yo, hide that. Hide that. Cause I'm trying to figure <laughs> out where's the 20 and all the ones. Yeah. And I'm just like, how do you guys like, what? I look like I have so much money. And it's like, I only have like eight bucks. And they're all $1 bills, you know, and just trying to figure out, okay, how do you find it? We're in c- currency here. It's like, the purple is ten dollars. Green is tw- uh, twenty. Blue is five. We you know, so I can just look at them all and pull it all yeah. right away and know what I'm grabbing. We, like you said, well, we need to color code our currency. We need to call them ruples because that just sounds better than dollars. 
<laughs> like obviously. Um well that's that's fantastic. I hope you you continue to do the environmental work um because that's it's something that's it feels like it's been sorely lacked and obviously the country that we reside in it feels like it's been neglected far too often. Um obviously in other parts around the world as well. So knowing that you're trying to do the best you can to be a better part of that situation, that's fantastic, Martin. Yeah, it's just like with a lot of the bigger things, a lot of people like, it's not going to solve everything. But right. if you have that type of attitude, it's like if I start doing something, if I can if I can help one show one person their change, that one person might be able to teach one other person. If I build myself, set an example. It's just... It doesn't take much to be able to inspire change or do change. If I do it and someone else does it, I've done my job. That's all it takes. And just even doing stuff in the local community, I'm a, I'm all about the community. And look, if I do, if I help with my community, I know I know at least I'm setting the community up for a better future. Absolutely, couldn't have said that better myself because I'm a fucking idiot. So, uh, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's move to some career stuff here. Uh, so a question from one of our community members, goalie sniper, AKA Justin LaFleche. He asks, how is your work with gamers outreach going? And what are some of the things that you do and some of the challenges you didn't expect to face at the job? Um, uh, first of all, stuff with gamers outreach has been absolutely fantastic. It's, it's amazing to see just what a cool idea from just a high school, like a project that started out in, in a high school idea just spawned into where, a bunch of us are now being able to work on it full time today. It's right. unbelievable. Like it's, you thought it was just a cool idea, do it once off, do a nice little fundraiser, and then now it's nowadays where I am shipping off about ten to fifteen carts a week now. That's so fucking awesome. So it's it's uh, so a lot of the time it, you'd be surprised. A lot of the work is just coordination. So I'm constantly having to coordinate with the hospitals. So like events, it's just communication, being able to coordinate. Okay, where is this car going? How is it going to be used for? And then teaching them, especially now during lockdown, probably the one of the more difficulties is a lot of medical staff, full credit on they're doing an amazing job during this whole lockdown. But they're not, they don't understand gaming technology and how to use right. monitors or xbox like we do so the hardest part right now for myself is just doing the video calls and like teaching them okay now put on the like put in the xbox this way you're gonna, you're gonna turn it on here so like it's simple stuff, but like teaching them different ways to be able to do it so but we do when when lockdown does go back down we do ha- had an amazing program called the player two program where volunteers like gaming guy players come in they volunteer at the hospitals and they teach medical uh the medical staff how to use the gaming equipment how to maintain it as well as play with the patients because patients obviously when you're playing with the medical staff they, they, they want they want some tougher opponents you know <laughs> <laughs> so being able to put that in together so it's it's really awesome to do uh being able to do it but yeah this i don't think people realize the amount of work goes in so it's not only that but myself just working with the suppliers making sure all the equipment we got is sustainable because what when you're coming when you're working people they see the costs of one of the cards so it does cost for everything games shipping everything costs thirty five hundred USD okay and people ask well that's a lot of money and I said and I keep having to describe when it when it comes to medical medical grade equipment it's something you cannot cheap out on no. and I think that's one of the hardest things for me to explain to people because people see the cost and they get a little bit intimidated. But I and I keep repeating. Once you raise this much amount of money, you know where your money is going towards. It's going to this, and that's everything covered. 
So when you're donating a few dollars and if you're donating to a specific cause, you know exactly what cause you're donating towards and where that's going to support and lead to. But when it comes to medical grade equipment, you can't cheap out. So it's just continuously working supplies, making sure the, equi the equipment that you're receiving, it's not half done, not half completed, making sure that it's suitable for the medical environments. You you have to constantly be on the case to say, no, this is not acceptable. You have to be, you can't be afraid to say no. And, or you, it's not like you go to a restaurant, you're working in and you see a half done burger or you're, and be like, yeah, that's good enough. You know, just send it out. Oh, They'll God. have it. No, you got to be accepting a hundred percent. You want the best thing, best type of service every single time. And that's what the the thing you have to keep enforcing and keep pushing on everybody else. Absolutely. Will you, you added something here. Go ahead. What do you got there? You already talked about it. Oh, the player two program. Yeah. My apologies. You're Sorry. Good. I was too caught up in the story. <laughs> yeah, so no, we are, and especially during this lockdown period, it's been it's been very crazy because a lot of hospitals needed the carts more than ever just because playrooms and such are off limits now because you right. can't really have the patients interact. So they want that type of equipment to where isolated children, isolated patients can still have some form of entertainment. And I, I got to work on a couple of absolutely legendary projects. So got to work with The Rock on the release of the new Xbox console. Got to be in the video with him too, yep, which is again, one of the most amazing highlights. So like, there's me, I'm injured and overweight, but there's me in the video. <laughs> <laughs> there's me in the video and being able to, on one of my uh, donations. And uh, that was amazing. And then most recently during the holidays uh, for the release of Wonder Woman, getting to work with Gal Gadot and working with a bunch of hospitals with her and being able to put a video and just seeing what you write up and seeing her repeat it. It's just like, oh my gosh, she just said what, you, what other people just wrote for her. And she's talking about gamers outreach. It's unbelievable. But it's cool to see that what the work and what gamers are doing in general has started to become in the mainstream environment. Because I don't think people realize how philanthropic the gaming community really is. Oh, yeah. Like, you look at... No, you, you guys know. Like, oh, yeah, it's obvious. People outside, when I'm talking, they don't understand. They think like, oh my gosh, how did this happen? Like, where does this, where does this all come from? Like, I got to work with Booga, and Booga front race in like six hours and race enough for six carts. And they're like, oh my gosh, how did that happen? That's insane. I'm like, that's the gaming community for you. They work together. They're, they, when they are committed and they see, they get involved, they put it all in, all in, they're all in for something, you know? It's, it's amazing to see, so... People, I think, are starting to understand it a little bit more. And then, of course, we have our Gamers for Gaming event coming up uh, March 20th, 21st, and where we're going to have a lot of amazing streamers, all different sorts of variety streamers, specific game streamers, and fundraise for their, their own individual cases. And most recently, I got to work with the lovely ladies of Halo, uh, and they fundraised to build four carts themselves. And most people thought, they thought at the beginning of it, we might raise enough for one cart. They're they thinking like it. we might get like a thousand, two thousand, and then they fundraise enough to build four of them and two of them. So I can say to you guys, um, I don't know if they did say it publicly, but oh well, you know, they, 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 two of them will be going to Seattle Children's. So they wanted something close to like three four three and hey, the birth of Halo. Yep. So two of them will be going to Seattle Children's. The other one will be going to uh, Atlanta's Children's Hospital in Eggleston. Yeah, that was in. Um, uh... Oh, I forgot which tweet it was, but yeah, they, they announced the, the full dollar amount that they raised, which I think was over 12,000 if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then they announced where the, where the carts were going to be going as well. So that's just fucking awesome. 
That is awesome. No, it was, like I said, it was amazing to see and just being part of it and just talking to each one of them before sitting in there. I, I think our tool was first. I think it was Joy, Jess, uh, Joy and Jonas. Yes. She was first. And then she, yep. she raced for a car and then I'm talking to Colonel right after. She's like, oh my gosh, she did. Got some, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. I don't <laughs> think I'm going to. I'm like, trust me, you're going to do excellent. And she did absolutely amazing then. Yes. Uh, but Toria went next. And then uh, Jen, Lady Kinna, and then I think it was Kitchenbound went after. And then Oath, I, I forget the order, but then Oath as well. SJ yep. did an amazing job. Like the ladies absolutely killed it. And it shows even the Hale community is smaller uh, than other ones. It still, still shows like we're powerful when we, when we do come together. Absolutely. And it's only getting bigger and bigger as well. So like if people aren't taking notice now, then they definitely will eventually because it's, it's insane what all of these events, I mean, there's charity events running all the time. It's just, you just need to go find them. Right. And it's, they're just getting bigger. It's insane. Um, and it was Oath that put that tweet out if I'm not mistaken. So, I just remember. Yeah, she was. She was the. She was full credit to her. She was the hive mind. She she organized the lady. She organized the schedule. Full credit to her. She did a great job. Hell yeah. Um. Okay, so I'm gonna technically move forward in time, and then we're gonna go back. Okay. So no problem. Do you mind if I interrupt you for one second? Go ahead. What's up for those listening right now? What are those Pringles? Oh! (laughs) (laughs) I've been looking at that. I'm like, I've never seen those before. So these are the limited edition Moa Burger wavy Pringles. Moa Burger. They are Halo. Uh, This is one of another exclusive partnership between uh, like what is it? Whatever Pringles parent company is. I just wonder what does Moa Burger taste like? We, We have not opened them yet. Do you oh. want to, do you want us to open them right now? No, that's up to you guys. That's that's completely up to you guys. Dude, I am very curious to know how they Fuck taste it. Like. We're opening them right. We'll do it live. Let's do it live. <laughs> live taste taste test. Yes. Live taste test. I mean, we test. did do a whole Taco Bell episode. So, we did. Yes, we're going to yes. have to do we're going to have to do more because of those the thing that uh Vicky sent you see that? No, no, no. Oh, I, I saw it, but I don't remember what They're it making was. like cheese curds or some oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, we got you. I'm totally curious. Halo Moa Burger Pringles. All right, live taste test. Here we go. Will, you ready? Are they, are they, cr- what, what, are they're like, wavy. It's not the flat one. Like, there's yeah, ripples. Are there ripples too? Yeah. They're wavy. Yeah, it's fucking okay. weird. I oh, didn't it says they're on the bottle. No, I didn't see that. It's okay. No. Don't worry about it. You're fine. <laughs> All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Some ASMR for the video. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little spice to them. Spice, okay. Yeah. What the fuck does that taste like, though? <laughs> it doesn't taste like a burger. I can't. You, you, I can't describe it. It tastes like if a taco and a burger were put together. Okay. Kinda. But it has the spice to it. There's a yeah. There's a little tingle. You know. Okay. That's fucking weird. It's just when you put a Pringle in your mouth, you expect it to be flat. So when you put a wavy Pringle in your mouth, like what the fuck is this? And then the Mo Burger, like, wouldn't that be like a Hawaiian, like a tropics theme? So maybe the spice makes sense if you think about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. This, it's fucking. I'm thinking, weird. I'm thinking Moa. I'm thinking Moana. So that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There's, I mean, there's our. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. Perfect. Well, what, what, what are the origins? Yeah, what are the origins of the Moa Burger? <laughs> um. Oh, okay. What um, do you got? What do you got, Will? Uh, wait. 
Um, oh. I looked up like the actual seasonings they put into that. So we'll okay, but what the seasonings? That's fine. And then we'll get into the origins of a Marlboro burger here shortly. Uh, the seasonings, uh, actual flavors you can expect from the chips. Taste a blend of garlic, sweet ginger, beef, chili pepper, and red pepper. Okay. See, there, there's a there's a little kick there. Yeah, a little okay. kick. There it uh-huh. is. There it is. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Thank you, guys. Hey, hey thank you for making that's us something, open the That's something table. I don't think we'll ever get here in Canada, so that's, yeah, that's cool to know. And then the <laughs> Moa Burger is a reference to an in-game ad from Halo Reach. Restaurants in the game's universe made burgers out of the flightless birds that called Reach home. Oh! I did not know okay. there were advertisements. I had no idea. There's some lore, guys. There There's is. some lore. Hey, podcast evolved. I didn't think. Here you go. I did not think it would be, like, <laughs> lore-related. I thought it would be, like, you know, an actual thing. But that's, you know what? Full credit. That's yeah. great yeah. marketing. I like what? it. Cool. Burgers from Reach. I had no fucking idea that these were even going to be a thing. When, when it was announced that these were a thing, I thought it was a joke. Like, I honestly got thought yeah. it was fake. And then when I saw people holding the cans, I'm like, there's there's no way. And they're like, and then the Halo account tweeted it out, and I'm like, what? So there we go. I'm apologize. I interrupted there, but yeah, we could go. I was looking at it during our last conversation. It got me curious. You never need to apologize. This is this is your show. You made us do this, so it's your fault. So it's okay. I'm the typical I'm the typical Canadian. I'm surprised at the beginning of the stream they're gonna be like, What's the over under on him saying sorry? Dude, <laughs> Minnesota's the same shit. Yeah. We're Minnesota nice over here. We say sorry for everything as well. Yes, yes, we do. Um all right, so I, I, this is going to be like a tie into something here. So overactive media, the owners of the overwatch leagues, Toronto defiant and call of duty leagues, Toronto ultra, as you're aware, um, they announced plans for a new $500 million entertainment venue with seating for up to 7,000 fans planned for a 2025 opening. So Martin, have you already been in talks with management on the venue? And when is the first halo event planned for? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And hopefully, hopefully that's the hope we get one. I want to, but yes. So, um, I've been aware of this arena plan since the, the bid of the, it was so when Toronto Ultra put in a bid for their franchise position, mm-hmm. this arena portion was actually a big point of their delivery, like awesome. in their submission to become a franchise. So I was very familiar with that based on that and working a lot with the city. You get to know a lot about what the zoning you get to know what's going. I know all the download of what stuff is going to be built in Toronto a few years before it's even going to be built. So obviously I knew about this because of that. Uh, so going to be very curious. So it's, it's in a, it's in a great location, uh, right by the water, right by a concert venue. So, and right by the soccer stadium. So you're gonna have the soccer stadium, uh, the hockey arena, which is home to the minor league team for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So not the main hockey arena, but the second one. And then you have the main outdoor concert venue all in the same vicinity. So parking is going to be an absolute nightmare. Currently, transportation and public transit are terrible in those areas. But it's in a great location. It's right by the water. So <laughs> there's, some, there's, some great, there's some great things to look forward to at the end of the day. But I know they're going to be host, looking to host some concerts there as well. They're hopeful to host about 100 events. For gaming, that's I think very optimistic. Sure, from them quite a bit, but uh, we'll see how it comes more realistic. But you'll you will see a lot of gaming events for the Defiant, for Ultra, their League of Legends team, the Mad Lions, as well. I know they're based in Spain, but they'll probably try to do something in North sure. America for them, and then whatever else is going on. But yeah, Halo, 
we're, we've been starving for a major event. We've had some like decent sized events, of course, with EGLX and such. Yep. But we haven't had a major event since MLG Toronto 08. So we we need we need we need one. We need one. That was it's a little, been a while. A I know. I will say it's a huge gripe of mine. Every single update, and unfortunately, three four three knows this because I, I yell at them every single time. Every time I see an update, we're going to be focused upon Europe, LATAM, and we, like, we've been focusing so much on North America, and I'm like, no, you have not! No, you have not! <laughs> it's been U.S. U.S. and Canada are not the same in this situation. Please. Martin, a.k.a. <laughs> Martin is toxic confirmed. No, just, just not at all right now. He, he just, I mean, no, but said, it's just like, it, we'll, we'll be focused on doing events, like, and I'm like, Come on, don't it's just it just sucks because we get looped in the discussion, but like what what Canadians have to go through to attend an AHCS tournament is much different than an American event. It costs right. a lot for, for me to fly to LA is the same amount of for me to probably fly to London, England. See, and now three four three has no excuse when that uh, venue gets built because it's literally a centralized location to have Absolutely. events in Toronto. So they have no yep. excuse then. That's that's the hope. That that's, is the eventual hope. That's it's something right. I've been pushing uh, on and on and on again. But uh, yeah, really awesome. That's awesome. Um, all right, so let's let's talk about the Toronto Ultra for a second. So what no has, what has been your role in the recent Toronto Ultra tournaments that have taken place? Uh, I believe it was Warzone, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so uh, I've been organizing all their. So I not I not only organize the Creative Toronto Halo group. I I organize a lot of the Call of Duty communities here in Toronto and Canada. So I've been part of their growth. So we've been seeing it's the same thing like in Halo. You're seeing with our Call of Duty players. You're we have a great community system built up, and a lot of people don't realize how strong the local communities. Because we're just passionate. Where we come from, we host a lot of local land. So shout out to other guys in our local community, like Brother Jammer, who's doing amazing stuff for our local Call of Duty scene. But we're seeing guys like Goonjar come up originally. But now you're starting to see some young guys like Asim, Diamond Con. Oh, yeah. Those guys are all Toronto guys. These are Toronto guys. Uh, um, Mayhem was another one. So you're, you're starting to see a lot of these names. And they're all coming from our area here. So we have a very strong scene, not only in Halo, but Call of Duty as well. Uh, we won the college Call of Duty title last year with the Humber team. So it's just seeing the growth and development of a lot of players. But yeah, so I organized a lot of the tournaments as well, and I got to talk with Toronto Ultra and be like, you have a great scene here, and you're the only Canadian team. What a great idea what you guys would be to show you guys are committed to not only growing, uh, us being like the Canadian team, but focus on growing Canadian Call of Duty players. So came with the concept of what is called the Northern Rivals uh, tournaments where Canadian only Call of Duty tournaments. And we got fifty we got fifty or so teams That's when awesome. we host these tournaments, just all Canadian teams for Call of Duty. Where, you know, players come up and we ha- we saw guys like Diamond Con, Royalty win these tournaments and then look at these guys now in the top ta- challengers teams. Diamond Con is now he represented Ultra in the city circuit as well. He's now picked up by New York. So uh, Connor's Connor's one of the boys. So it's just amazing to see him being taking that next step for me that's that's why we do it that's why we have so much passion about what we do and i look seeing just seeing one of our guys get picked up and being on that top stage but uh going on the main questions yeah we did the northern rivals tournaments then we have another event coming up called the bell battle royale so the toronto ultra players will be playing private lobbies of warzone with the fans 
and you get money if you kill the ultra players or if you win the lobbies and such. So we have that coming up as well. So, so it's a fun little fun little interaction with the ultra players, you know, fun little thing they can do. And uh, a lot of a lot of other ultra fans can participate with them. And then uh, finally, yes, the, those major events. So I've how many events has it been? Like three, four uh, now. I oh, Activision has been just so happy with the, our events. They just keep coming back. It's supposed to be rotated. So like you saw New York hosted one, Atlanta hosted like you see sure. those Warzone tournaments in London. Yep. They all keep rotating. We've already had our turn like four or five times, and I don't <laughs> think other teams have been able to do it. So that 100K tournament, I don't know if this is Intel, but this was Optic Chicago was supposed to host it. Two weeks before the event supposed to start, they were not ready. So I that 100K Warzone event you guys watched on the Monday, Tuesday this past week, 100K yeah. bringing in all those teams that we brought in. So shout out to my duo, Connie. She did an amazing job coordinating with all streamers we pulled in 36 teams Holy of like top your top names in like in a week and a half and i wrote the rules format got all the players in the discord coordinated oh. casters everything to, in a week and a half that whole tournament and it was a great showing things ran smoothly players loved the formats the caster said this was the most exciting kill race tournament i know kill race isn't the most exciting thing because it's just you know it's just killing you know, bot lobbies mostly, but sure. uh, it's really tough in the Call of Duty scene to do like a private lobbies because they kind of Call of Duty content creators and such haven't grown up as the same as like PUBG content creators. And I see it in this way where how exciting would it be if you're a face swag fan, you got a hundred thousand people watching swag on his stream, you do a private lobby, he, he dies first. You gotta sit there watching Swag Stream for half an hour. Like just chilling there watching other people play. True. And the problem is they still don't have like a destinated observer. So if you have to right. be you have to be in the lobby, you have to kill yourself on the stuff, and then you, you can only watch whoever killed you. So you can't you don't have like an overarching like how Halo Five has an overarching observer mode yeah. for Warzone yet. So that's one of the main reasons why I haven't done private lobbies for those big content creator tournaments. And because how fun would it be to watch your content creator sit, sit out for half an hour, take about 15, 20 minutes to coordinate all of them to get into a lobby yep. and then be able to do it. And one other major thing was a lot of these Call of Duty events and when a content creator events, what I noticed, and it's been a huge aspect I, and stuff I've done in Halo community as well. A lot of focus has been folk put upon, no offense, but American English-speaking streamers. Yes. There's been a lot of focus. And they are popular streamers, but a lot of people don't realize there is a lot of popular streamers of other languages from different parts of the world who hope play the game, but you just might not know it, or who have a lot of followers. You just don't know it because they're not in English primarily stream. So in the 100K Warzone, we had Flex... Uh, who was a Spanish streamer. He was averaging about 9k viewers. You had Chown, who was getting 30k viewers. Gotaga, yep. people know who he is, obviously, but French streamers, 50k. We had Latvian, we had Italian, we had Polish, we had Kazar German, who was getting like 10k viewers. And most people are like, who are these guys? Like, I know who Rated is. Rated, full credit to me, gets 1,000 viewers, but these guys are getting 10 times them. Right. But you've never probably heard of these guys. So that was my biggest thing when I'm hosting these tournaments. And you can't really do private lobbies because a lot of them would be connection would be terrible, right? So exactly. Uh, but I look at them like this is how you get more viewers. People are honestly asking, "How are the Toronto Ultra viewers getting more than New York?" And I said, "Look at who I'm getting to compete in these tournaments. 
If I'm getting different communities, I'm able to interact and get more streamers. Because no offense, let's just say if I do it for Halo, I'll get Frosty, and then I get Lethal. Yeah, that's a lot of viewership. But a lot of the people who probably watch Frosty are a lot of the same people who would watch Lethal. Right. So maybe they'd be watching two streams, or they'd be pick one or the other. You know, there's a lot of... Okay, Lethal might be a terrible example because of his personality. But you guys understand <laughs> what I mean. Like, But, uh, like, people have a thing for Lethal and, you know, full credit to him. But you, you guys understand. But if I yeah, can... Oh yeah, oh yeah. So what I've done for the play dates, if you've seen, like, I'll get someone from Canada, then I'll get someone, like, a no pro angel from Colombia. Yes. Or I get some from Mexico. Like you get if you guys tell me, then you're getting the Spanish streamers coming in and then being able to get and then you get the European guys mixed in. You start to get that bring it all together. So uh so those HS play dates those are my idea. <laughs> and That's being awesome. able to put those in. So it's been a little fun thing. Like it just gets cause one thing that was bothering me with the grassroots so it's like okay we have all these grassroots streamers but we don't really see them doing stuff together no but maybe it's but i think it's a little thing like shyness like you don't know one another it takes a lot of from someone's own self to want to step out of their comfort zone and be like hey do you want to play right and it's it's just not saying like oh they're just another stream you know just another streamer so it's just like okay why don't we just get eight of us yeah do a big team lobby Face off against a bunch of people. Give away some nameplates so people come and tune in and want to face off against us. But it's a way for you guys to get to know each other. Like, for myself, got to make me play with real-life Spartan. What a character. I don't think I ever would have played with him recently. He just Uber made partner. I betray- he just, I, he he just, just reached partner. partner. Yeah, Congratulations on, on to him. Yeah. Absolutely. What a legend. He does an amazing, amazing job. Yes, he does. Uh, you get to see someone like a K Mattify. You you feel like you're in a trance watching that guy's stream. Kelly's amazing. So I, <laughs> he's a he's a unique one. But then you then you see someone like an Uber Nick. I betrayed him for snipe, and I got a three minute rant directed at me. <laughs> so it's just like it's, you know you have a lot of fun yes. and stories to tell. I got to share that clip with you guys. But you know you got to you get to bring all different personalities and different people together, and you see the type of fun times you have. That's fantastic. And and the thing that you're helping to do is bring more representation to all types of different communities. And that's like, that's all anybody could ever ask for is proper representation of other communities. Yeah. But to answer your question with the Toronto Ultra ones, yeah. Working with the community, I'm a moderator, I guess, in the Discord as well, but whatever. But uh, like, I work with the community in organizing cool events for them. And hopefully, back when you get a normal world again, continues to organize some more lands and such in the Toronto area. Awesome. Um, okay. We're gonna, we're gonna switch back to Halo here. This might be a hot button topic, but, uh, um, as an admin for the HCS Halo 5 Pro Series in North America, you have the opportunity to gather tons of feedback from the professional players and competitive community alike. How is that feedback handled and acted upon for future tournaments? I'll answer as as best as I can. That's um, fine. As an admin, right now, I don't get the final say. I'll, I'll be able to. I'll, I'm gonna be able to straight out. I've said it. I don't get the final. The final right. say right now is between three for three and face it. Yep. I present. I'm like, this is what the players are saying. This is what they're asking for. Here we go. Like, this is what they're asking for. Here's the pre- here. Here are what the changes they want. And please take like. Please take it. And then, then, but some of the things I'll admit, and I've made it publicly known, like I'm arguing with them, and then they won't. Three for three probably won't get mad at me for saying, but I argue with them constantly on some of the things. Like, 
guys, you need to do this. Please go to this. Please go to this. Please go to this. Right. And so, you know, but sometimes I understand some, there's other factors at play, like three, four, three had their own factors and reasonings for why they want to do it and stuff that I might not be aware of or stuff like timing constraints. You have to bring that all into effect. So sometimes what the players might have, the top pros might have in mind might not be what the amateur players have not, might not have in mind. I don't know, but uh, what I've been trying to do is just take whatever feedback I've been getting from all the players and um, being able to do it. And sometimes I, and I, ha- I remind the players, I'm like, guys, you have a platform. If you guys want to see things change. And sometimes, sometimes if I bring something up, they're going to be like, yeah, maybe it was like one or two players saying this, like maybe they're probably, I'm like, guys, sometimes you might just have to share and say publicly so I can grab and click the tweets. So no offense. And that's why you saw Drux tweet, for example. Yeah. That was from him and I doing a long DM discussion of feedback. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going in and I'm like, and he's like, all right, fine. He puts out a tweet about it. I'm like, and then I just pass it on to 3 for TMC saying, look, look how many likes game. Look how many pros also interacted with this right. tweet. Like, this is what they want. And we'll have to see. Obviously, it was too late to make any chan- changes for this championship se- season. But I will say they're considering it for the second half of the season. Will any changes be made? I don't know. Okay. But I can say I've put in I put in the work. I've reached out, taken the feedback, presented to presented it to them, and being able to change it. Now some of the stuff have already been changed, like with the Halo Three tournaments. Thank God, because after that first weekend, uh, I was like, guys, we can't. I can't do best of five for a double elimination bracket that starts at five p.m. I just I saw you tweeting about it too, so I'm like, yeah, that seems rough. Yeah, so I was able to bring it. I'm like, okay, so how if I do best of three, best of five? And they're like, okay, that makes sense, and being able to get that change. So awesome. I was like. So a couple of the feedback suggestions I've been able to change so far, and most people are like, well, especially on the Hill 3 side, they don't understand, why does it go go on so so late? And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't understand. Why do we start so late? I'm like, yeah, but we found out a lot of competitors like to do the esports arena tournaments and the Hill 3 tournaments. True. They want to have be able to have the participants being able to participate in both. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So they can't, so that's why we start so late. But it's like, that's why you have these discussions. Yep. And I think more of these discussions need to be had because I think people need to see it as from three four three side, but I think they still need to work on being able to see it from the pro side. So there's still that missing part of the communication. Maybe esports engine will help close that gap coming in infinite. But yeah, there's still I still think and I still think they're just they're working on it. But uh, we'll have to see how well the communication goes forward. So I try to give the best answer I can without saying too much. I apologize, guys, but no, there's some no, things I just can't say. There's no need to apologize. And that's one of the reasons why I'm glad to have you here is because you are an admin for this. So it, it's good to have that reasoning behind it as, no, we have everybody has to look at it from all sides here. It's not just like you're screaming into a void. We're, you're, you guys are doing, you are doing everything that you can to get the information to who it needs to be given to. And then whether or not it's acted upon, it's not, it's not on you. It's, it, we just need to see what happens. So yeah. my question to you then is, and it, it, this isn't like to keep poking at it. This is just asking. So there, I, I take it from the conversation that you just gave that um, double elimination will not be happening for the season championship tomorrow, but may be happening hopefully midway through this next season. Maybe. Right. This is something we, we want. We'll it's have something to that, see. It's, I will say it's been discussed. Like right. something I've been bringing up. But the one thing I want to keep in mind now for players' feedback. So when people provide feedback, you can't just say, I don't like oddball. <laughs> explain it. no but that, you'll see that but how many oh, tweets have, have you been seeing that i'm just gonna that. use that i'm just saying that as an example though i'm just using that as an example mm-hmm. like so you have to explain why why don't you like oddball why isn't oddball as good as a game tip as other ones why right. so the problem is 
from three like you have to ex- people have to explain it as well and showcase the facts because then that's how they get people to listen to showcase so for myself i was like okay well, why don't so this has been my argument why should we switch away from the single elimination pool play single elimination i'm saying look how many dqs are happening in pool play when people are eliminated after the o2 game they're not even playing the third game they're eliminated they don't care anymore exactly. so that game is virtually pointless and that's what we're saying so i'm like look at this so you're trying to explain to me that Oh, look, they get to play three games in a pool play. Some of these teams will only get to play two because they don't even play their third because they know they're eliminated. It doesn't mean anything to them, so they're not even going to play it. Or they do, they're just, they don't care. So they're still getting only two games. Right. So it's like, oh, wow, okay, now that you mention this, okay, so what can we do? And I'm like, we double initiative. So maybe their second match when they drop the loser's bracket, they would play against a team probably from their same level. So it gives them an opportunity to play a more competitive match than what they're getting in play. So it's like, oh, okay, makes sense, makes sense. So when you're providing feedback, you get to as well bring a solution. So yes. what, like that's why I was asking Spartan when it's at, at like about the series. So I'm like, okay, so what do you want to see? And he's like, oh, maybe put a one and four, have it as the same gate to strongholds. I'm like, okay, now that we're getting somewhere, building the feedback, this is what the feedback you want to be doing. So if you don't like it, just say don't. Don't just say I don't like it. What should be there instead? What Absolutely. do you want to see? What do you want to see? Like, I don't like these. Uh, I don't like Fissure. Okay, so if we don't have Fissure, do you want just want Eden and Echelon? And then, so, but the problem is from that, I'm already having to respond and trying to fight, figure out more. Right. So when you're giving feedback, be like, I don't like Fissure Oddball. I think we should just keep the other two game type, uh, other Oddball game types, as an example. Yep. Or I don't like Oddball as a whole because blah, 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 blah. Or, I, you know what, Eden Oddball, forget it. Maybe, the, why don't we take a look at Fathom Oddball? I know, terrible idea. But I'm just giving them as an example. Like, try another map. Like, why don't? Why aren't we trying this map? And be like, okay, maybe we can test out this map a little bit. But th- that's what's missing right now in the communication. So, uh, 343 needs to be a little bit more upfront when they say, we want feedback, but, and then, and then the players say, but we're providing feedback. I think 343 needs to be more upfront about what kind of feedback they're looking for. Right. So it's just like, so if you want this, what do you want? Like, because players will be like, I don't want this. I don't want that. I want this. I want this. And even they're not in f- favor of it. But like, if so, you have to present it. So this is a message to players now. When you do get the feedback, answer it in this way. I don't like this because of this and this and this. Or if you do it, can you do this? Like, this is what I want to see changed because right. of this change. Right. So you just need to expand a little bit more. And I know they're going to be like, I've repeated like 20 times, but I know you've repeated, but you just have to show it. Show the change. Show what's going to happen in the future from that. And then maybe, maybe some change will get some made. So, Martin, when is Team Slayer being removed from Halo 5 competitive? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard enough. I've heard too much about Oddball to work on Team Slayer. I'm running out of game types here. <laughs> <laughs> we just have Strongholds and CTF, and it's on two different maps, and that's it for every series. I'm just kidding. So, what, what are we turning into? A Call of Duty series here? That's All right, we're going to be playing some it. Garrison, 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 and Checkpoint. <laughs> I love it. It's so true when you see the series layout. It's just the same <laughs> shit over and over again. It's like, that, you guys like that's playing been a huge argument else? as well between uh, picks and vetoes versus set maps. Right. So I'm like, do you really guys really want this? Like I'm struggling. That's that's been my that's been my argument against picks and vetoes. Like I like picks and vetoes. Yeah. But then then you have teams who don't practice certain maps because no. they're just going to veto it every time. Exactly. They're going to perfect. 
some apps I'm like, no, you gotta be skilled all the way around. Yes. And if we do, I, I'm sorry, I do not want to watch Truth TS for the Fifth Straight series. Okay. And unfortunately, that's what's gonna happen people. if we do You're picks and vetoes, which is perfectly fine. Sure. Perfectly fine, but from a viewership point of view, that's boring. Well, from everything from everything that I've seen from a lot of the professional players, as you've seen as well, is that a, a lot of the complaints are about oddball, and then a lot of the complaints are about just removing Team Slayer outright because they hate how a series, a, a game five series, comes down to a Slayer. They think that it shouldn't come down to a Slayer because they're the argument that I've seen is anybody can win a Slayer. It, it's not indicative of a team's true skill. So. I'm not here to provide solutions because I, I personally like Team Slayer. That's just me. But it, it is what it is. Um, what if it, I mean, in my mind, what if you just not have it be the game five? Sure. That's sure. But that's what I'm saying. Like, this is what I mean. Like, okay, so what would you want in place of it? What would be a game five? What do you want a game five to be, Will? Truth, CTF, or a capture. I think capture the flag is the best option. Okay. For a game five. Okay. See, but that's what I mean. Fathom so what you're saying, you don't want Team Slayer. Just be like, okay, how about this? For try this for game five. We're gonna how go. Gonna... We're going fathom CTF so we can get replay over replay over replay. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> those fucking those two v two stalemates that happen at the end of every fathom game is beyond me. So it's because the know. map plays. You can play it so fast that it gets two to two. Then they're like, okay, slow it down. We don't want to give right. up anything else. Exactly. And it turns into that huge standoff. God. Um. All right, Martin. So this is another question from goalie sniper. He asks, how did you get into organizing and running tournaments? Did it just start as fun with friends and kind of grew from there or what happened? Tournaments as a whole or halo. Let's just say tournaments as a whole. Tournaments as a whole. It started for me, uh, back in elementary school, actually. So wow. elementary school would be like kindergarten at grade eight. Were you running um, hopscotch tournaments on the recess yard? What were you doing over there? <laughs> the Pretty much. So I got to give a full credit to my grade seven teacher. Uh, he put a, uh, he put a lot of faith. So it was a cool thing. Like he knew how much of a sports guy I was. He'd come in with the paper every single morning, take out the sports section out of the paper. He was a huge sports guy, but he knew I loved it. And he'd drop the sports se section on my desk. That's so I'd so come in, awesome. like, I'd finish my work fast and I'd read the, I'd read the newspaper, you know? And, it, and so one of the one of the mainstays of learning in school is intramural sports. Of sure. course, like you have so you some like during your recess we have like team think. And he said, and he was making. He's like, you know what? I don't. He, he said, he asked me. He's like, you know what? Do you want to? to uh, do you want to? Do you want to help with intramurals? And yeah. I was like, okay, sure. So first of all, I was like as a referee, and then he saw like I was saw so as refereeing the games instead of him. So he actually had his lunch to actually eat lunch for once. <laughs> And I'd be ref and I'd be refereeing the games, and it was a cool thing. Like in our school, we did we did handball. Okay, I don't know yeah. if you know handball. Yep. So throwing the ball into that, great sport. But it's like most people, are like, why did you pick this sport? And it's like, and he's like, nobody has nobody plays the sport uh, has an advantage. Like it's huge in Europe, but like nobody has a prior advantage. So everyone's right. kind of like on equal ground yes. here, yes. learning the sport. So it was a lot of fun. It's like like obviously the baseball guys were, did pretty decent with their throwing. I was like learning, so it's like limiting the amount of steps we do, or you have to pass at least twice. You can only hold the ball for a certain amount of time. So we retrofitted. So by working with them, I we got to make a whole rule set within our school and figure out okay what worked. And then it got to the point where, in the next year, I had full control. I got to pick the teams, pick the captains with the grade seven, grade eight students. Oh my god! He let me pick who would be the captains in the schoolyard, and I got to pick the teams, try to make them fair. 
team names. I made a whole schedule on who would be playing who on what week. So that was the that I guess that would be the start because I, I I didn't I had to think about that. I saw that question. I'm like, where did it start? And I'm like thinking like, okay, wait a second. I did this in elementary school, and it's just something in mind. I've always been or- organized, and I, like on soccer teams and such. Growing up, I was the captain, so I'm always organizing my team and practice session. Like, all right, guys, let's go warm up. And like, I'd have the whole warm up routine in the head. I already knew it. I'd be organizing, leading the team throughout it. And it's just something that's always been been with me and then going into halo side being straight out you just most people are like how do you get involved so for myself i didn't really i was always at the tournaments i've been involved in the games i didn't really step into the capacity until my serious injury so there there was times like i'd be on crutches and i'm like i'll be an admin for this tournament. i'll just volunteer because i'm like i still want to be part of the community yeah. but i don't have the time myself personally i never had the time to put into the halo to meet the skill of everyone else. Like, I got my Halo 3 MLG 50. Thank you. Thank you to Snipe Down for that. <laughs> from carrying me into here. So he'd be searching with me, and him winning games carried me to a 50. So, wow. <laughs> but, uh, but being able to do that and just, uh, and then volunteering from tournaments, just going from there to then going on to the main stage and then going to the main stage from organizing tournaments. So, like, the first big tournament was the game, like, I, for Gamers for Gaming, it's just volunteer tournaments. I'd be running those. And then Halo then came in one year, and Halo HCS, and I, that that was the first like major event. I'm going like, holy crap! I'm doing an HCS like uh, doing a huge Halo tournament. Yes, at Gamers Forgiving, and it just came from everyone's like, oh my gosh, that event was so fun. And just kept leading on that. I got asked by the PGL Indianapolis guys, hey, can you run this event? I'm like, okay, and then it just kept going from there, and just leading a cycle. But it's like I was already organizing a lot of stuff in a local community lands and such, and trust me. I ha- if you guys want to talk about it, I have a lot of great community stories from our Halo community, where we started out from and where we were playing, and why Toronto Halo players are very good communicators, but th- I'll save that for a f- later question. Okay. Uh, well, I just want to say for our listeners and our viewers, uh, just know that if you ever complain about the grind, just know that Martin started in fucking elementary school, so you guys have some work to do to catch yourselves <laughs> up. So don't, don't I will say for admins, most people don't appreciate. For myself, I am the first person to show up to the venue and the last person to leave That's... every single time. And I, and I don't think people realize the amount of work that goes into like setting up the venue, preparing everything, then preparing the bracket, making sure everything, then everyone, everything's done, going through all the stations, making sure all the equipment's working, powering it down. Cleaning up after yourselves. Oh god! I've I've picked up some main stages. I picked up over two garbage bags full of <sighs> food, drinks, stuff that you guys leave behind on the stations. It's nasty. It's like I I got to the point where one tournament I actually tweeted. I'm like, this is I cl- t- p- took a picture at one of the, I think it was a Gamers for Gaming tournament. I took a picture of the station. I'm like, after the event, I'm like. Guys, I'm not going to sleep right now. It's 2 a.m. I'm cleaning up after this and took a picture of the station. Next day, the players are like, yo, did you see that picture last night? <laughs> Clean up after yourself. So I'm like, thank gosh. Okay, they listened. And hopefully, I don't know if they still listen, but man, you guys are, you guys got to learn to clean up after yourselves. But it's doing stuff like that and tearing down. It's gone to the point where sometimes it's like 4 or 5 a.m. And I'm like, is there a point to go back to the hotel, which is like 15 minutes away, where I have to be back here for 7 a.m.? I've had many nights, and many of my fellow admins know, some of the times they don't leave either. I've slept under the main stages. I go under the main stage, under the stage, and just sleep under there, or go under my desk, sleep under there, or 
one uh, the last gamers for giving uh some of the guys are like can we do free play and i'm like fine so i stayed overnight and i slept in the chair at the admin desk just so the halo players can keep going on their free play overnight uh, so you could keep the venue open but it's just like many of them they i don't think they realize some of uh, some like things we've gone through we don't a lot of the first halo events i didn't we don't get paid a lot of the Halo events at the beginning, we weren't getting paid for this. Like, some of the times, yes, they would cover our hotel and stuff. But, like, sometimes, like, say, a UGC St. Louis, we drove ourselves down, uh, like, a nine-hour car ride just to admin a tournament. Oh so we weren't competing, but we drove all in a carpool just to admin. And the, all of us Canadian guys. And it's been it's been a journey. But for ourselves, we learned a lot about ourselves as a person. And it's, it really helped our friendships because... Some of the guys, if you go to, if for any of the people who go to HGS tournaments and know my guys, like Murray uh, or Team Man, uh, those guys, uh, you'll know them when you see their faces. Murray's, Murray works as a chef in his normal day life. So he's used to organizing a kitchen, but he wasn't the Halo guy originally. And I'm like, I need someone I can trust and who can lead. Now, everyone, when they talk about who can lead a pit, the pit is the area where all the open stations yep. are, oh, yeah. where all the games are going off off streams. Nobody's a better pit boss than Murray. He handles it down because he knows how to delegate. He knows how to handle chaos. He loves it. He's like, there's for him, that's the most empty. He loves the chaos going on all around him. He loves being able. And then man. I got T-Man on the main stage. This man knows how to tech savvy every single Astro mix amp that goes on because the problem is you don't have Astro techs at a lot of these events. Who knows how to fix the mix? This guy's a tech wizard being able to fix it fix the issues so we, all those delays get shortened but it's just like those little individuals because but he wasn't a halo person he was a call of duty guy now he's a halo guy too but it's just like finding people you can trust because for myself it was more when i was building my admin teams i was looking more for the personalities and their yeah. drive and their personality more than their not uh individual knowledge about halo initially because once they found out they're doing halo they put they put so much effort to learning the games they have a passion for it. and I'm not going to call out names and such, but I think that's what's led to a lot of miscommunication in the prior online events right now. They're, that passion hasn't been there from the, from administration side, and hopefully I've been able to bring it to where we're starting to see the teams and the players start to feel that passion again. That's a perfect transition to the next question I have, which is regarding tournament organization, what has been the biggest takeaway with the transition to mainly online events due to COVID? I miss. I miss. We There's, all do, Martin. We I, all do. I, I, there. But when it comes to T Halo events and most stuff, we never did online events. Everything was always lands. Yep. Because for us, it's nothing better than getting the crew again. I don't like online events because it didn't help us. I still don't really like online events. But at least we could still be able to do something. Like you just had to. Th at the beginning, I was like, I was frustrated, but it's just like, all right. Well, I don't have much of a choice. So at this time, I just got to work with what I'm given. Let's do online events, but it's the same thing. A lot of preparation work, a lot of communication, because the same with production, you're not in the same, you're not in the same building with one another. So sometimes I'm like, oh, Martin, can you tell, can you tell Louie to go observer? I'm like, yeah, I'm pinging him. I'm pinging him. He might not be seeing my pings. Louie! Louie! So it'll be stuff like that, you know? It's just funny, funny little moments like that. Just trying to communicate with people. Or uh, when the uh, Halo Three tournament, when the website for Face It unfortunately oh, crashed, I had to rebuild. I had to think, hell. okay, what can I do in this situation? I rebuilt the entire bracket over on Challenge. Then try to find. So what I had to do 
to communicate with the players because of course no they're not on the face to halo no. discord they might not even know the bracket was shut down and a lot of these players didn't know they didn't realize they're just like right oh well i just don't have a game for a while so i'm just chilling i went through the halo mcc twitch list and was scrolling down and down and down until i found a name i'd recognize on a roster list click open type in their stream so i found like everybody's streams was messing hey can you join the face of discord so i had to reorganize find someone or Go on Twitter and be like, "Hey, Hork, sir, on Pen Halo." And be like, "Hey, yeah. uh, do you know this guy? He's from the Pen area. You might know him." And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll shoot him a DM." I'm like, "Perfect," because I couldn't find him on Twitter. So I'm like searching gamer tags on Twitter, trying to figure out who are these guys. So you don't have the same type of communication. So one of the things I always do at the LAN events when teams check in, I always ask for the captain's phone number, and I because I realized they smart. didn't do that. A lot of a lot of events didn't do that, and that's something I did like. I need your phone number. So if I can't find you, I am calling you. If you don't pick up the phone or don't answer my text message to so know you're coming, I don't give a crap. The clock is running. Yep. Yeah. You got you got your notice. That's guys. Again, let's for the listeners and viewers out there. We cannot state how important that was. What Martin went out of his way to do to can to preserve that tournament and ensure that it continued to run as it did. He literally made an entirely new bracket from with a different program had to go into individual streams to tell them, Hey, your fucking game's up, bro. Like that's all the while conducting everything behind the scenes as well. Martin, it can't be stressed enough how pivotal you are. The people that you bring in are to not only our scene of competitive Halo, but just everything that you touch. It's, I, 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 I'm not trying to gas you up, but seriously, it's, it's insane. I'm so glad we got you on. It's so insane to me how people don't, not necessarily just know who you are, but understand what you do, what goes into everything that, like I said, that you touch. It's absolutely insane. We don't deserve you. Like, seriously, holy shit. <laughs> and so from us, from everyone who is stupid not to say it, thank you. And thank you to everybody that you bring in. Thank you to everything that you assist with. It's, I don't know if we'd have no, the same Halo scene without you, so. Thank you, guys. That that means a lot. Thank you. I, I, I don't want to get too emotional, but I, that means a lot because it's just for myself when I say I'm committed to something, when I'm putting, I'm putting in, people are like, how do you, how do you handle like how do you do so many things at once it's just organization having yourself a schedule keeping to it if i say i'm doing something for this time to this time i'm committed to doing this from this time i'm gonna give my attention give effort because at the end of the day it's always been a rule and that's something i teach to all my soccer goalies coming up because there's one there's there's one thing that drives me crazy when i'm when i'm teaching kids is that they don't try and I want to be able to show that I tried every single avenue I had presented to myself before I can't. I say I can't do it. I want to at least try. So the one of the major rules when I coach soccer and I'm watching goalies and I and I see them watch a ball go into the net and I ask them why didn't you try to go for it? and like I knew I wasn't getting. It. I'm like you might surprise yourself someday. You might have been able to reach that, but you will never know how far you are, how close you were to getting that because you just you didn't try. And I, and that's been the same thing for everything else. I look like okay, I'll if before I blow up and be like this tournament's a wash. I want to at least try. Like it wasn't the most ideal to figure out a way to try and get it done. Like last week, the weekend, uh, we had a connection issue with Halo Three, and all the whole 
both teams couldn't get into a lobby, and unfortunately we lost a lot of time because of it. And it got to a point where like, all right, guys, we've tried every single option. The most we could get is six players into a lobby. Can we just do a 3v3? It sounds ridiculous, but that's the only option I have left. And they're like, okay, yeah, you know what? We want to play at this point. Totally you know, it's fine. But it's like, it's not the most, it's like, it's better than continuously trying. We, tr we, I'm like, the whole rest of bracket is falling behind. Like, guys, can we just, it, it, it wasn't the most ideal solution, but I'm trying to think what other options did I have at that point? But it's right. like, trying to find different ways and trying to find different solutions. Be creative. That's what I'm trying to tell people. Just be creative and at least try. You might surprise yourself because there's plenty of times when I'm playing soccer and net, there's a sh there's few shots that have come at me. I still to this day don't know how I saved. But I know like I at least tried and you know what? I, I surprised myself by able, able to get getting to that. And you never know. And it's sometimes it just builds that confidence within yourself to know, you know what? Even under this, the toughest circumstances, I can find a way. Uh, I mean, relating it back to sports, that's something I've been trying to talk to my teammates about in hockey is throw the puck at the net. You never know what's going to happen. We have a lot of guys who try to make the pretty pass or skate around with it. Just, no, get it to the net and get it in the goal. Well, you never know. A, a lucky bounce might happen, and we're, we, we're ahead on the board, you know? Is that is that famous Wayne Gretzky quote, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take? Wayne Gretzky, yeah. Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the dirty ones count as much as the fancy ones do. Yeah. A score is a score, a win's a win. That's all that matters. Um, well, that's that's awesome. Um, okay, so we're kind of all over the place here, but um, fuck it, who cares? Uh, let me see here. Okay, so you being an admin for a lot of these events that have taken place, I want to ask you, as somebody who works a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff, Martin, um, what tournament organizing role is the least talked about, but most pivotal, if not the admin side, if it's another role or if it is the admin side and that's it. I sometimes I would even say my own position at time sure. when no, I, that's fine. anything from even just running the bracket and just being able to, um, to get stuff done, but I, I leave that out of it. Uh, an event or online. Cause I would have to give two different answers What's either one in an event. In an event, the least talked about is the the tech gurus. Those the guys. Let's say they, there's connection issues. Yeah, it takes a while sometimes. Their stuff should be fixed. But the guys who fix the mix amps, like a guy like a shady or like two T men with two greasy at taco, or that's why some of the jokes like sometimes just leave me away from the tech because sometimes I'll just get too frustrated and be like. All right, try different things like Martin. Slow down sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> slow down, because <laughs> I'm trying so hard to try to figure out solutions. Like, okay, try like it's a little bit more methodical, and I'm trying to work on different things. I'm like, okay, that's the, that's why Colt Zoltan made that tweet to say, Martin, stay away from tech. Zoltan, Zoltan, Zoltan. keep it away <laughs> from the tech because sometimes because I'm more I'm worrying about like six other issues. Tech is something you have to be a little bit more methodical on. It takes oh, yeah. a little bit of breathing. So I'm just so it's like, Martin, just go away. Let, just, <laughs> let me have some. <laughs> Colton, for example, would be handling. So those guys do an amazing, amazing job. The tech guys being able to fix stuff. And even just your normal general admins. I, honestly, every single position behind the scenes is pivotal to get an event done. And it doesn't get appreciated so much. Like one of them, I will say a great moment for, for ourselves was after one event, uh, all of our guys, like, I, no, I, I hate, I, I don't want to sound like a dick here, but you're okay. The casters, 
they get a lot of credit, obviously, because of the face, right? right? And they're done on the day they leave. Yep. The three, like, let's say the three, four, three guys, they're done for the day they leave. Right. All that's left is the admins and production, and we're like we're the only guys left, and we're cleaning up. Like after everything's done, we're the event's not done for us. We're there for another four or five hours because we got to tear down. Like we're gonna be there overnight, tearing down everything. And after the event, one of the guys, like, we're, I'm just doing my end event powwow with the other admins, and T Squared and Ghostyami came up. To, to us, just like, and Tom and uh, Eric just said, hey, Martin, can I interrupt here? And, and I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, hey, guys, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. I don't remember the word, but like, sure. I just want to say you guys were fantastic. Any single issue we had, you guys did a great job. Any The game's getting rolling, did, did amazing. If I needed information on a game, you guys were able to provide it. You guys did an amazing job. We just, I just came, like, these two guys came out of their way. And I am forever thankful for both of them. Just came out of the way to go to the rest of the admins. Like a lot of them volunteers, all like all, all of us volunteers, and come to the end. Like you guys absolutely killed it. Thank you so much. This event wouldn't happen before, without you. And hearing that, like I, that is what keeps us going. That is what we're doing. Just a, the little, just a thank you. That's all it takes. That's we don't. We're not. Sometimes it's just even going like, hey man, thank you so much. Like thank you for helping us here. You, for us, that moment stood up really, and we all gave like pass on the back for like, yo, we did it, we did a good job, guys. Well done. Like that's just hearing someone from those guys' calibers coming out of their way to tell us when we, these guys probably, probably like T Square will never know the names of these admins, never. But sure. for, for the fact that him and Gosiyama came out of their way to thank, it was just like thank you. So here's what I'm gonna say to our viewers and listeners out there: any any one of you who is at an event whether competing, spectating, I don't care. If you do not go up to the event organizers after the after the fact and thank them, I will personally have you banned. <laughs> no, it's okay. Like sometimes we don't serve it. It's a second, but just, just like some of the cases, just like sometimes just be like, Hey man, yo, good job. Like go like sometimes it's just, or even it's the same thing. Like with spring events. Sometimes it sucks being a referee. I've worked as a referee. That right. was my, I guess that's one of the things that was my first job as a kid. Like first actual job wasn't being a referee. You get to learn a lot fast being a referee. I bet. As a as a fifteen, sixteen year old referee. <laughs> like having a you you have parents yell at you, that's, coaches yell at you. You learn to deal with all the situations. Holy I've had shit. to throw up parents. One of the scariest things, sorry, it wasn't fifteen, sixteen, but one of the things so you, you when you turn thirteen, you're allowed to get, get your basic like house league refereeing lessons. Okay. Okay. What happened was I was supposed to be an assistant referee, which is the the linesman. Okay. With the flags on there, and they they didn't sh the referee didn't show up, so I was thirteen co refing a U eighteen game. Oh no! So you, I didn't. There was I had the most experience, but the and the referees at the at the end of the game, the 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 players were like, you know, you're better than the usual adults we get. You're like you didn't take any of our crap. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So I was like, you stand your ground, and sometimes you, and that's the thing as referees, we're we're, we're with you guys. We want the same goal, but sometimes we got to stand our ground as well. And being able to know, like, these are the rules. Uh, you might not disagree with it, but this is how it is, and this is our decision. And it's not its not an easy point being an admin, because you're looked at as the enemy a lot of times as well, because the decisions might not be going in a favorable way, or it's not going in the most... The thing is, even though sometimes you make the right decision, if it's not the popular way, if you're not helping the popular team, or it, it's frowned upon. So sometimes you just... Even I look at it like when so much chaos is going on, things are going wrong. That one, all it takes is that one thank you. And there was a, like when that Hill 3 event broke down, it was uh, Jesse 
Sal, man, I always butcher his last name. I apologize. Sal puts out a tweet and just saying, thank you so much for doing it. And I'm like, yes. out of all the mess, like every all the mess and people complaining about the event and crashing, I, I look at that one positive tweet and that's what helped me keep going. Well, that's that's the beautiful part, too, because without Jesse's tweet, uh, personally, I would not have known that you created a separate bracket. And that also helped for our show because we also get the brackets for the tournaments that take place that helps for us to gather standings. So the fact that Jesse tweeted that out, we wouldn't have known about it otherwise. And it just it just proves how, again, pivotal that you are in the team that you bring in are to these events that take place. So I joked about it before, but I mean this in all sincerity is that. If you are at an event playing, spectating, whatever, please just thank those that are behind the scenes because like Martin mentioned, and like we've mentioned before, you guys don't get enough credit. And in, I'm not saying you, I'm not saying you're looking for the credit. It's just that you deserve it. You deserve the credit. So please people just thank them. Let them know that you appreciate them because hell, if it wasn't for them, you more than likely wouldn't have the events in the first place that are taking place. So that's, that's my soapbox on it. No, that's, that's, that's cool. Because, like, one of the funniest things, I come back from a trip from Daytona with a few of my Canadian guys. There. People are like, how are the beach? You're like, yeah, we got to go at, like, 4 a.m. Oh, <laughs> oh, so it's God. just like, like sometimes we we love it. Because being able to see, for myself, there's nothing more exciting than seeing an event from the beginning to finish and being able to just guide it through its way. Like, right. that's my enjoyment. So you try to figure out what your enjoyment is. And, like, for Murray, for him... His his whole enjoyment. He loves he loves prepping the most, and I'm like I hate prep. He's like for me, most exciting part is seeing all these boxes and then seeing the venue when you're done setting it all up. And I'm like I hate that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, Martin, how are we doing on timing? Are you are you good? I, you know what? I I left the evening for you guys, so it's okay. Oh, you are too fucking kind, Martin. Um, all right then. Let's, I have a couple more tournament or event specific questions for you, and then we'll get into the Halo stuff. Okay. No problem. All right. So what is your best story from a, I'm going to, I'm going to keep this to Halo. So what's your best story from a Halo esports event? And then just looped in as well. What's your worst story from a Halo esports event? Um, best one from an esports event, playing wise. I can answer playing wise. Awesome, Go it's for actually it. gonna be from a local. It's, okay. it's gonna be from a local lion, Halo Two, and Ooh. I was I was trash. I wasn't like greatest <laughs> player still. I'll admit, like I'm, I'm playing with guys like Mad Max, Fury, and Burton. These are guys like North of Forty Nine. If you remember, those teams are Amp Energy. These are like top sixteen, top thirty two type Halo Two players, and I'm playing with these guys in a land. <laughs> And it got to a point where we're in a 49-49 scenario no on Beaver shit. Creek. On a game five. Beaver Creek. What? And and then I scream and and, and then I scream out on the top of my lungs, nobody move! Everyone slow down. As soon as I do that, I pick up the shotgun, go through portal. <laughs> Get the 50th kill. Yeah! Because yeah. the other team heard me yell that. The other team heard me yell that. They eased up a little bit. And I, as soon as I screwed that, I go through the portal shotgun. They're like, yo, we did not expect that. Dude, Martin oh. played fucking mind games. Yeah, you're that You're the person. Playing wise, at 5049. So it's, if you ask the GT Halo locals who've been around from there, everyone remembers oh. that moment. You're you're the one in chat. You're the one in like a in, in a multiplayer game where you go into all chat and you say don't push B, and then in the team chat and team chat you're like push B. 
<laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Oh, I, I'll oh. admit, like, and my locals know, and this leads to another story, but I prepare them for lands. I talk a lot of smack at sure. our land events, and they these guys know that. And I'm a nice guy. When the game's done, I'm all smiles, laughing. When the game's on, it's competitive mode. I'm gonna work my butt off to get in your head. Hell and yeah. if you go, if you ever talk to guys like Musa and Druk, yeah. they're gonna tell you the same thing. Like, yo, Martin's relentless in your head. They know how to. He knows how to get in your head. <laughs> you see and then, this and guy. So the thing is, like, oh you look God. at Musa. You see Musa on lands. He's now an energy. He's the guy yelling. You Hell saw him yeah. when he knocked out reciprocity in New Orleans. He's yelling. He's pointing. He's getting in your head. Yes. He's energized. He got that learning from the locals because I'm that same guy going right at him yelling the whole Dude. time. I felt bad. This one guy, he wore a flannel shirt. Flannel shirt, and he knows. I'm not gonna say his names. He knows who he is, but he wore flannel shirt to Halo I spent the entire series. I'm the worst player on my team, so if I'm equal to at least one player on the other team, I'm okay. People can't say I'm bad because I know I'm bad. So I, I that doesn't go. That doesn't affect me. Oh my god. So I, he wore a flannel shirt. I spent the whole time chirping him that the lumberjack games were down the oh road, <laughs> and he's missing shots. And I said he should be pulling out an axe instead of a pistol. <laughs> just going, and he's just like, he's like, how do I respond to this? He's like, how do I respond to this? Oh, <laughs> he's like, I don't have shit. a comeback. But it's just like I was just going relentless. It's just like Martin didn't spend the Martin didn't make one call out the entire series. He was just going across yelling at That's the other so team the good. entire time. But it worked for us. <laughs> it's just like, I, you know what? Sometimes you got to learn. Some of the young kids coming into lands, oh, man, I will get them ready to learn what a land environment goes on. Because that's what it's about. For Absolutely. us in Toronto, it's a lot different because it's expensive to go to a tournament, big yeah. tournament. You got to get you. That's why a lot of these locals will come to our events because they get that experience from being in a local environment. You don't you get out of that comfort zone. Many people complain in an environment like this, play from your room, play from your house. And you're feeling comfortable, and you'll be fine. Then you you see who the real players are on a land environment oh, because yeah. you have the lights, you have the the you have the attention, you have the spotlight on you. It's completely different, and that's where you see where the true players rise up. Because many players can look good in practice, but you see who, who can play in the game, and that's why that's what you've seen guys like Druk. No no one can phase him now. He he's a free for all champ for a reason. Nothing gets in his head. He'll talk smack. He'll te- and he can take it back. He's self aware. He'll take it back. Or Musa, boom. He's a great player. Stress, great guys as well, you know? Dude, that that Druck and Soul Snipe versus Vemzy and Frosty in that Money Tuesday event, the fact that they came back three out of four fucking games coming back from big deficits to win 25-24 in each of those games, I'm like, these kids aren't phased at all. Like, there's there these, it, it was what, uh, uh, one of the commentators were talking about they have ice in the veins. They absolutely did. Yeah. They they didn't give a fuck who they were playing against. They're like, we're coming back every time, and we're proving that we deserve to be here, and we're better than you. And that's exactly and that's, what they did. That's exactly what Drux has brought, and that whole that's what he's brought into that KC Pioneers team. Yes, there's nothing that phases him when you're when you're teaming with him. Communications, you could be losing fifty. 25. He'd be like, yo, guys, come on, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Moose yes. is the same way. Yo, guys, let's keep going. And that's the environment you get with our guys. Kilimanjaro's coming up, another young name. But these, they all have that same mentality we've been able to groom within our communities. Like, yo, guys, game's never over until you see that final screen come up. Nothing's better. You, there's this one series I have to share. The best Halo 5 series I've been series, not series, game I've seen on a LAN. Please it was do. on EGLX. It was a Canadian event. Musa and crew were up 99 to like, 
Oh, no, it was, a, it was a stronghold. It was like 149 to like 7. And like Case, oh no, it was the Case, it was Burton, uh, Burton Stress, uh, Bup and Primacy, who are two other locals of ours, who were great players who unfortunately just never could afford to go to an HCS tournament, but they, sure. were, they would have been great players. But they came back and got every single point on Eden Strongholds from there when it was one point away for Moose's team. And they managed to come back and win it. And just seeing the crowd's reaction and just seeing their, the hype. I, I have it on YouTube. I'll send you guys the link Please for it do. afterwards. But yeah. there was no game that defined this moment than that. It was just unbelievable. I think It's on the Greater Toronto Halo YouTube. But uh, you'll be able to find it on there. But I'll, I'll, drop a, I'll find it later unless you guys are going to search now and find it. But it's unbelievable. And this headset's irritating me now. But uh, no, yeah. you're fine. I added a note to the uh, to the uh, questions that we have here to include that. So that's, yeah, that's awesome. And, and just to show like from our, our beginnings, cause I mentioned this earlier, yes. our communication. So our local lands, uh, like we had different locations. It got to the point where like in 2008, 2011 years, uh, we were in the middle. Okay. Think about it. All right. I just want to, I have to make you guys imagine it before I say what it is. Sure. Okay. So imagine yourself. Okay. You go to a flea market. It's a weekend with your family, okay. right? Yep. You're going I'm around there. shopping. You're just examining the tables. People are sh- people going in and you're right. And you hear a lot of noise coming from the middle of a flea market. A lot of people yelling. What, what do you do? You want to go find out what that noise yeah, is? Absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So you go get, you get closer towards the middle of the flea market and it's a bunch of guys sitting on their TVs, yelling across each other, yelling on the top of their lungs, playing Halo with one another. In a what would your reaction market? is? My my initial reaction would be, why the fuck is this in a flea market? And then and then, <laughs> I, and then I'd be I'd stay there because I'd be into it. No, so that's the thing. That's what we have. So that's a lot of the early days in GT Halo. We were in the middle of a flea market, a weekend flea market. We would rent. Oh, we had the tables rented. So that's how it would be to get a land. Sometimes you can't find someone's house, so you would get the tables because tables don't cost much, and you just and you'd land, so you'd hold a tournament. So that's how we held our tournaments in the flea market because we had many tables, and yet so people would have the TVs, and we had many TVs, and we'd hold tournaments like eight to twelve team tournaments in the middle of a flea market. And they put us in the middle on purpose. They're like, okay, if you guys are gonna make a lot of noise, people are gonna come to the middle, so that the people shopping there, uh, people other. Mm, flea market vendors didn't mind because people like okay they have to walk by us yeah to be able to get to them so they didn't mind and they're like sometimes the noise is much but at the same time because of all the noise going around in the flea market with other people selling this was like pre-headset years you you could have a headset and you still couldn't hear what was going on in your game sound it was still too loud in the flea market so we have to yell on the top of our lungs our call outs and stuff trash talk you're yelling constantly and we've been able to grow ourselves from there but yeah so in the middle of a Dixie Mall flea market. So sometimes our ongoing joke, sometimes my team names for locals will be the Dixie Mall legends or something. Sure. Just reminiscing about those times of being able to grow in the middle of a flea market or a mall. Or a mall, we've done that. Or just like, you. sometimes you just, you got to find ways. And that's how, uh, it was this, I didn't talk about it, but that's how the, if you guys remember the Microsoft Store Halo program. Yeah, yep. That was a creation. It was just a thought of like, okay, it's not the same nowadays where you can just post an event on Facebook at someone's random house you don't know of, and you you want to go to that person's house right. to land. You feel scared. I don't know. It's just the mentality has yes. changed the nowadays has from changed. where we grew up to where it's different now, which yep. is kind of weird. So you have cell phones and such. 
or you didn't before, but you know, times have changed. So people don't feel as comfortable in that type of environment. So it's just trying to think, okay, can we, what can, what could be a safe place? And I saw Microsoft stores were hosting, they hosted like lessons and such. Like yes, they did. Lessons and they cases where they host a little st- events here. And I suppose that's not like, hey, do you guys, are you guys uh, interested in holding stuff for like, I have a Halo community that's looking for a place. And we're doing, and you guys have these game cases. Well, you guys have that backspace. Like, do you guys sometimes have free days? Like, yeah, on the weekends we do sometimes. Like, is there a way we can find out a way where we can bring a bunch of Halo gamers coming to their store so they might purchase something or might have something and bring a bunch of Halo gamers? They'll be in your store, encourage people to come into your to your store because there's a lot of people in there. Yeah, and be able to uh, and host the stuff. So and that's where the so. I don't know if you know the GT Halo or the Square One store. It's the, it's the closest store for myself, Microsoft Store. That's where the Microsoft Store Halo program, to where it eventually spread to where Divian used. So he was just a employee at the Microsoft Store there. Now he's a he works with 343 in the HTC. He became the yes. head of the Microsoft Store Halo program. Now he works for 343. So that little conversation we had was myself talking to Divian. No shit. And from that one little conversation we had, look where he is today, and then look where the Microsoft Store Halo program that, brought up to where we had events at every single store. I asked this question way earlier on in the interview, and I, I, I'm rhetorically asking again, what don't you do, Martin? <laughs> like, are you serious? He literally started the Microsoft Store events. Like, what the fuck? Um... All right, so what's Martin? What's the worst story that you have from a from a esports event? <laughs> I think it would have to be the Halo Five launch tournament in Daytona. Oh no! When the so the it was a launch tournament, so the launch tournament, and the servers were kind of iffy. The internet and the venue were down, so we kind the it was supposed to start at like one o'clock. The event didn't start till like nine ten p.m. I think it was Iron Gaming Daytona. Sure. And the event, by the time the internet came in and the servers got fixed for Halo 5 because it was like a, it was the first weekend, it was kept crashing. Nobody was playing, so people were sitting around for like six, seven hours. Oh my god! No games could be played, and so we had to pretty much go like to like four or five in the morning, try to get as many games in, and then players had to come back like at seven, eight o'clock, right back in the next morning to continue. And that's where you still had games like Breakout, and then you had oh, yeah. guys Breakout. like then you had what uh, was Sammy and Burton on the main stage decide, oh, we don't like Breakout, let's purposely jump off the map on the losers on the cha- like on the winners finals just just, just to protest about. Wow. So that's where that, that's where and no, for them, they had to protest against Breakout. They didn't they hated Breakout. Like okay, let's show them we don't like Breakout. So they purposely threw that map on. The on the stream in the winners finals. Oh my! So God. just seeing the, just seeing that, and then just going for just going from the whole event. So it's just like although the event got finished, everything was great. Shout out to the admin team, amazing job. But like those little moments, like okay, no matter there's like there's just stuff that you got to remember that yeah. are out of your control. As much as you want to do, sometimes as much as you want to, there's just sometimes you got to realize like. I tried. There's this is something I can't fix. Yes. Right now. It's gonna take someone else's to fix. And sometimes you gotta be self-aware and realize, like, hey, you know what, I can't do that. And I'm luckily I'm I know there's things I can't do. There's many things I know I can't do. But luckily I know people 
who are those that I know those, those are those, their strengths. Right. So being able to combine those and working like with a proverb who's good at production or no, knowing like with a team man who's great with tech, knowing, okay, those are those, they are those, those strengths. If I bring them in and they can do those tasks, if we work together as one and utilize my strengths, we'll be able to set together. We don't need as many people as what other events and such do because we're right. able to go off our strengths. See, and the, for for to put things into perspective for people with launch H five, Oddball didn't exist. Uh, autos existed. Like there was a point in time where splinter autos, grenades, splinter grenades. Holy oh. shit! That's right. Ground pound, <laughs> ground pound was there. Ground pound, Spartan charge. That was there too, dude. Breakout, oh. and then a oh, full full uh fucking radar. Full radar was in there too. Before the yep. radar changes take place, man, what a time to be alive that was. <laughs> oh my God. All right, Martin. Um, one of our other community members, uh, Jordan, AKA the only Neeb, um, he asks, what is your big moment that defines your time with halo? Could be something professional or just maybe the first time you beat one of the games. What sticks out to you? And you had posted a clip in our discord if it's still that moment, please explain. If not, what do you, what do you got? What do you got, Martin? Uh, for me, yeah, I would say I posted that clip. So I'm like, I I can't. Ex- there's only some things I just can't explain sometimes. And I will admit, like, it was one of those, like, this was the Vegas tournaments. And people remember the Vegas tournaments as a joke. Like, it finished. It was a month. It was championship Monday. Holy shit. Yeah. Because of you know, some, some sometimes things happen. I was just working the main stage that event. I was by myself working the main stage. I didn't leave that main stage once because I'm constantly making sure things are moving. And I like, and there was a clip there, and it was Ghost Army again. Like, man, I love that guy. He's doing amazing things over what he's doing now. And shout out to him. But yes, he he goes on the stream and he's like. There was a, there was a, there was another, there was a, there was a, there was a delay, and I'm constantly communicating with players like this is what's going on, this is being fixed, like it's out of my control, but we're gonna try to get it done. So communicating, he's like, and he goes on the clip saying Martin was the first one here and his last one to leave. He's like, I don't know how he's doing it, like, and he's doing this all by himself. He's fixing everything. He's working the production. He's, do, he's organizing all of this on the message by itself, and he's like on stream, just give it a round of applause. And that moment right there is like for myself, I was just normal like i was your main stage admin and the fact that someone went out of their way like even just broadcasting just going like out of their way it's like just seeing the work you're doing like i'm but i'm supposed to be invisible i'm invisible i i'm supposed to be i'm not supposed to be there you're not supposed to even see but he went out of the way he's like i see what he's doing and i want to be able to appreciate it and i'm not gonna kid because i didn't even know at first i was so focused yeah on my work i didn't even know that he started a, ch- a clap in the audience. I thought they were just clapping. I didn't even know because I was so focused on my job that moment communicating. I didn't even hear it saying. And then afterwards, production's like, yo, did you hear what Gostiami said? And they showed me that clip there. Yeah. And I, I'm not kidding you. I, I burst out into tears oh, on, on the main stage. I, I, I couldn't I, at that moment. For me, it was just like, I, I, it was... It, it meant a lot. It meant a lot that it's just at that one moment that someone saw it's like, you're putting in this effort and for, again, someone at that high importance for myself, just being able to notice and just say to others and even just saying, hey, hey, crowd, can you just give him a round of applause? Like, he could see he's, like, stressed out right now. He's trying to fix things. And just getting a round of applause is like, oh my gosh, okay, thank you. Like, we're I'm working, like, we're trying to get things fixed. 
See, Martin, if I mean, without COVID and everything, I wish I could jump through the camera right now and just give you a hug because that's it's incredible. And you and like I've mentioned before, and like we've talked about many times, you absolutely deserve it. Like there's no, there's, there's no one I can think of. And this is not a, this is not a knock against any other tournament organizer or or admin or anything like that, but there's nobody I can think of who deserves the praise more than you with the work that we've seen you do every single day. And the, the, the passion and the dedication that you have, like not just to other communities, but to the halo community in general, it's just, I keep saying it all the time, but I can't say it enough. Like, seriously, I just can't. So. Um, I forgot what was the second part of that question. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. It's it. He, oh, you, he, you got it. Yeah, I think you got it. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, awesome. Where did the inspiration for the GT Halo Paint Row Raid tournaments come from, Martin? Okay, so uh, that honestly got into my frustrations with online tournaments. So, so. Um, so the payment rate in quarantine schoolyard events. So one of our most popular events in our local scene was the schoolyard event. So what yeah. the schoolyard events actually are, actually are in, in our, uh, local tournaments where our top players will be captains. And so if, like, yes. for example, when Druck showed up the first time, he was just one of the players and we'd have all the other players play free for alls against each other while the captains would go around watching all the players. So think combine times. Right. Going around. And so I'm usually one of the captains for some silly reason. But so then we go I'd go around like right now, oh I like the look of this guy shot. He seems to know what he's doing. And then we do a simple like everyone stand in line like like a schoolyard and be like, Okay, you and then pick one at a time and oh pick our God. teams this way. That's what we do at GT Halo Lands. And because I realized we did a 4v4 tournament and all the top guys teamed on a team with one another. They won every single series 3-0, slapped everyone. It wasn't even close. And I actually went up to them at the end. I'm like, did you guys have fun? And I'm like, no, it was, it was easy. I'm like, exactly. What, like, what you just did is just discouraged a bunch of players from competing right there because right. you destroyed them so bad. So, and Musa's like, I agree. So, I, again, full credit to, like, a Musa and Drek. I keep talking about these two guys because they're just great role models. And yes. they don't get the recognition they deserve because uh, you don't see this type of stuff, what they, what, what they do outside. You see sometimes their little stuff here there. But whenever a new player would come to local land, Musa would be like, all right, I'm teaming with him. So he'd personally, because he's like, Martin, you did the same thing for me when I came the first time. You grabbed me and said, I'm teaming with you. And we teamed for the first time together. And then it's the same thing. So they're passing along. So, but we do the schoolyard events. So what happened was, what happens mostly, and the last one we had, every single series of the eight teams went to a game five because the teams were just so evenly spread because of the skill levels across the board. Because you usually have like, so you, and a lot of new players for Halo love coming out to the schoolyard because they're like, I actually stand a chance. And there's some people like, I won an event. And they still say it like, I won a local. They're like, yes. I, was on, I was on Stress's team. And I got to play with Stress on the same team as him. And it's amazing because Stress is so cool. Hell yeah. You know? And it's just like that type of stuff. For these guys, from these guys, it gave them that inspiration. They want to keep going. They want to keep learning. And we got a lot of new players. So it's the coolest thing we started to do. So the quarantine squared came in. I'm like, how can I still keep that format? And people are like, oh, sign up as individuals. And I'm like, that's dangerous because you're going to have a lot of no-shows. Right. Because nobody's incentivized to want to come out. Yes. Uh, like when you're by yourself on a land event, it's whoever shows up. You know, if you show up, you show up. But in a schoolyard, you're, you're at home. You're not really incentivized. So if you at least have a partner, someone you know, they can at least bug you to wake up in the morning <laughs> to come True. and come play. True. 
But let's try to find, again, cool ways to find players who don't know each other to meet one another. We had like 40, 50, I don't remember, but the quarantine squares, it takes, I don't think people realize the amount of work it took to plan one of those because you had to, I had to search everyone's skill levels, see what's going on, and then randomize them based on skill levels. It's so it's like, I wanted to make sure no champions got a team with an Onyx. Like champions, I randomized them and they got teams with Platinum Silvers. They hated me for it. I'm like, yeah, but so they normally didn't do it, but like your objective in this tournament is not to win. Your your objective is to get these platinum guys and teach them. Right. And some of the, some of these guys and so, a lot of champs, some of the top players, they didn't understand. They got frustrated, didn't want to compete. They like we hated it. We hated losing. But I'm like, you have to learn what your mindset commands. Some of them was like, you know, we had a great time. And I got to the point where like, okay, what can I do as prizes? And I some of the guys, some of the players, like, hey, I can offer lessons to a couple players you saw that looked good. So. Like platinum or diamond level players got lessons from a lot of the top players. So I worked with the pro players and be like, hey, Ryan Noob. And Ryan Noob is like, yeah, sure, no problem. Pick two players and we and I got to do a lot of lessons for them. So we did a lot of that at the beginning. And then we held another normal four v four tournament. I hated it. It got so boring. I'm like, I'm I'm just sitting here, Adam. I'm like, I'm bored of this event. Like it's just set teams. Four v four is a pretty boring for me. Sure. Straight up four v four. It's just like it's the same thing. I've seen it. I've it, it, I feel. But I'm like I've seen it. You've done a lot of them. That's true. Yeah. Like I, you know, it's just there's no personal excitement for me from an online perspective because I don't see it. It's just like I just progress through the bracket. Yeah. I just get through the bracket. Yep. But luckily with the watch parties and stuff, like I at least converse with like active and help active or Louis Titan, so at least I have some excitement. But. God, how it's great not, is the it's watch not party, as, It's though. not as entertaining. I will say it's not as entertaining. But the sure. camera, I'm like, I want to do something different. And that's the same thing. Like, people are like, more quarantine schoolyard, more quarantine. I'm like, I've done it like three, four times already. Like, it takes a lot of work, but it's just, I know it's a proven fact, but it takes a lot of work. And it's just like, I need I need to freshen it up. I don't want to just go into the same rhythm. Yes. And just do it again, because yes. it's just like, I've done it before. I've seen it works. It's fun. But I want to try something else. And the paint row raid, terrible name for me. I apologize. I know you guys <laughs> had problems saying it. I was really I'm, confused, I was like, to be I, honest. I was like combining the names together. Yeah. I'm like, I can't think of a better name. I'm tired at this point. And I was like going through different game types, just trying to think, okay, what are some cool, ga- fun game types that could be competitive, yeah. but be fun at the same time? So then paintball came up. Uh, Rochambeau was another one. I saw a lot of people playing. Husky raids. So I'm like... Okay, maybe we can throw a tournament on these game Hell types yeah. and see if people got interested. And I didn't expect the type of interest we did get. And a lot of people seem to seem to really like it. They're like, "Oh, paintball is so much fun," and like they really think about it. And Husky is it's just silly, but sometimes like silly equals fun. It's like sometimes you got to be competitive, but like not too competitive. Right. It's like the the equivalent of like the the big team battle bonanza that happened at the HCS yeah. Invitational like that that's the type of wacky kooky shit that's just awesome and the fact that you you made a you made the most fun competitive tournament with fucking mini games in Halo 5 Forge like that's insane that's absolutely yeah, I think insane. I saw Unishuck cheating. It's like, I didn't expect to have this much fun watching this. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. The fact that literally Rochambeau is a mini game in Halo 5 and you put it in a tournament. Like, what? <laughs> I wish I, there's one thing I want to add to it. I want to be able to yes. add like a flag top middle to it. There you go. So if a forger is listening right now and add a flag top middle, <laughs> that'd be interesting. I'd love to have that because sometimes you get that stalemate. Yes. And I want to be able to find a way. I think of it like a gulag. I need a gulag. There you go. That's not a bad idea. I like that. 
Um, all right. The last Halo related question I have for you, then we're going to get into some rapid fire questions and close things out. Are you ready, Martin? What are you hoping for from a competitive standpoint when it comes to Halo Infinite? Tough question, tough question, but you know what? A lot of people are pushing, like, I know I shout out to Spartan. Thank you for so much for the tweet a couple of days ago, but you know what? As long as I see it going in a positive direction, if I'm not involved, I'm not involved. I'd love to be, but I understand. Like, if, I, I know Esports Engine has their own people. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Like, I'm doing, that's why I diversify myself in different other games as, as well, because if you put all your eggs in one basket, if it doesn't work out, you got nothing else to really go go to <laughs> right so but halo as long as uh, my i'm keeping it simple and that's i think how i always look at things if you look at it as such in a broader spe- uh, such a specific perspective you'll get disappointed and you'll be so fixated on it i i just want to see it to go into a positive direction i want to see the players be happy of the game they're playing because what i'm seeing right now is a lot of players who are not happy even though they're playing it competitively like, I'd be talking to, like, Roy and Lunchbox, and they're like, I'm only playing this just because I know I can get the money out of it. Oh, man. You know, sucks. I want... And, and it's no... Full credit to them, they're just like, we don't have the enjoyment of the game anymore yeah. that we used to have. That's what I want to see. I know most people are like, I want to see this, I want to see formats, I want to see tournaments. I want to see players, competitive players, enjoying the game they compete in and play and want to keep playing it. It's, it sounds like such a simple answer, but I don't think I don't think people realize how many people right now are not happy with the game they're playing. I just want people to be happy with the game they're playing and be happy in the competitive format they're playing. In. What that entails is to be remain to be seen. Right. But as long as people are staying positive, people are enjoying the game, then we can use that to lead into the directions to lead into a format or lead into a roadmap that people might enjoy. You you couldn't have said that better. And that wasn't a, it doesn't sound like a simple answer because what I've complained about on this show, as you've heard multiple times is that I, I'm not a fan of when a player, like I'm, I am in a name drop for a second here because Spartan is somebody that's come up multiple times for voicing his opinion as he has the right to do. And that's perfectly fine. It's just, he's complained that he doesn't like playing halo five online and yet he's still competing in these tournaments. And my rebuttal to that was, if you're not enjoying playing the game, then to me, you're not helping your team. Now, I could be totally wrong here. Like, I could be absolutely wrong here. It's just, I want the same thing. I want them to be happy playing it because if they're not happy when they're playing it, then what's the point? Like, why why not just waste potential teammates' time, but you're, you're it seems to me as though you're wasting your own time if you're not having fun. Yeah, no, in Spartan's case, he's a passionate individual, and I'm going to get full credit to him. So in his case, it's just going to be like, he wants to love the game. Sure. He's trying. So that's the thing. So when he's playing, he gets fresher at the end, because, but he comes into it in a fresh perspective. He comes in like, I'm going to try and enjoy. So that's what he brings to his team. It's like, I'm going to try. I'm going to try and enjoy. But it's just like, as he continues to play, he starts to realize those frustrations he initially have. It's just yes. eating up on him as a play. But I will give him credit. He continuously tries. He continues to voice his opinion, and he continues to try to find his a positive mental state and people don't understand how important that is as well so you know that's why so i'm going to just change your way you're thinking a little bit just to give you a little bit of background on what he's thinking Absolutely. But, uh, but i understand his frustration but sometimes like i i 
it's just it's in your head because you've grown up with Halo. You you want to believe you want to have faith in Halo, and that's the thing. It's it just sucks. It's like an ex girlfriend. You don't want to lose it. You don't want to give up. You don't want to. It's tough to to get with anyone. You like like look at Snipedown. It took him a lot of time, but he got over the ex quickly, and he's over at Apex. Right. You know. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but sometimes it takes people a little bit longer to want to. And no. but for him, he tried other games, but it sometimes he still never gave him that competitive feel as Halo. So he wants to keep coming back to it Absolutely. because he knows that's what gives him the drive, but he's just not enjoying the game. So it's just like he he a little inner fight with himself about it, not finding the enjoyment from other games as well. Whereas like Snipedown, he found that enjoyment from Apex and and I pushed him like crazy. I annoyed him, like, dude, you gotta start making content. Look at your name. Everyone knows Snipedown synonymous with gaming. You're not building your brand and now Look at him now. He's built that brand out. He's doing amazing. Shout out to him. And I want to quickly show this as well. I showed it to you guys professionally, but I have an old school straight rip in hat here. So showing it to because the radio listeners here. It was my the favorite. Old school. It was my favorite. The MLG logo on the back. Yep. And you got the whole team signing it. A lot of them are faded. I can't really show it, but let's see if you could see it a little bit. That's awesome. I sniped down Elamite Warrior there on the side. It's my favorite the whole competitive squared team of all time. Somewhere in there. It's faded. Barely can see it now. Uh, Coach Small, Lammy. Wow. Dude, that, Legit, those guys. That straight ripping roster that won that national championship was, it was some of the most exciting Halo, not just Halo 3, but exciting Halo in general I've ever watched. It was... Mm-hmm. It was just electrifying throughout. You had Snipe Down, this young kid coming in who they saw amazing talent in. And like it was that roster was absolutely fucking incredible. And you're right. Like, look, look how far Snipe Down has come. And then I, I want to go back to Spartan for a second because you're also you're right as well. And thank you for providing that perspective to me that I didn't initially see. And I, I've been seeing him put out a lot more uh uh Twitter content and whatnot, and how I know he has that drive to compete. Like, I know he's never going to lose that drive. It's just like you said, I want him to be happy playing it because that makes everything everything else better as a whole. And I really do hope that Infinite is going to be his shit because he's, he's too talented to get away from Halo, if you know what I mean. Like, he's, he's won an event. He won, what, H2A Breakout Player, if I'm not mistaken. He's... He's incredibly talented. I want to see him succeed more than anything. And I hope that infinite is that game that he's able to really excel at because halo five, he was incredible at, and he, he can only go up. He can only go up. Um, all right. Are you ready for some rapid fire questions, Martin? Sure. I'm just fully glad that you didn't go further back in the Facebook photos. So just now thinking about it. <laughs> I mean- we can no, all there's no, I have nothing to hide there, but I'm just, I was expecting, I was expecting some older photos, maybe of my soccer photos back then, but. You know, I did find them, but I, I stuck with the skydiving one. I thought that would be. No, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> no, I, was just, I was like, I was expecting like one of those, one of the older ones. All right, Martin, here we go. <laughs> Rapid fire questions to, to close things out. Sure. Favorite food. Donaire or poutine. Can you okay? I this is supposed to be rapid fire, but I'm backing shit up. So what, you said <laughs> what happened to rapid fire? Shut up! You said you said uh, donaire. Yeah. What is so that? I guess it's it's a it's a Canadian it's a Canadian food. It's very East Coast. East okay. Coast. They have like a shawarma, but like the oh. sauce is like sweet. Like, okay. 
It's like I a sweet no song. I've never heard of this either. You should look that up. All right. Yeah. Back to rapid fire. Favorite movie. <laughs> um. Uh, I'm not going to give my answer because it might be a security question. So I'll give a second answer. <laughs> ah, ah, fair enough. I'm, th- I'm, th- I'm oh, thinking I hear here. You. I hear um, you. Oh, okay. I was like, what? No. Oh, geez. I have a rapid few. fire, Martin. Okay. First movie that came in my head. Departed. That's a great movie. Uh, favorite musical artist or group? Couple of them. Uh, two, two steps from hell. Which is like an orchestral group. Okay. Uh, Lindsey Sterling, Lindsay Lincoln Park. Oh, ooh. Uh, and I will give a shout to a couple of European bands like Thompson or Movitz. Okay. All right. Um, favorite sport and team? You like a lot of sports, Martin. Soccer, Toronto FC. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, favorite Halo game of all time? Two. Oh, fuck you, Martin. Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm I know. It's, it's, a okay. tough one, but it's just the memories for me. You should have said Halo 4. That would have caused everyone to just like, what? Um, all right. I was playing Black Ops 2 instead. It's okay. I don't blame you. Uh, this is from one of our community members, Just Josh, and he asked, pineapple on pizza? Sure. All right. See, I like that. It's good shit. Uh, Anything but anchovies. Ooh. Okay. I yeah. haven't gone out of my way to have anchovies on pizza. So I can't yeah. do it. Can't no. do it. No. Nope. All right. No, it's too salty. Best place for food in Toronto. I don't <laughs> care what type of food, just your favorite restaurant will say in Toronto. Cop out. Kensington Market. Kensington nothing Market. Beats, nothing, nothing beats, nothing beats just going to the market. You got food from all over the world in one area. Hell yeah. You can explore. You could just go to all the booths. Yeah, you could get whatever you want. All right. Uh, cop out. No, it's not a cop out. I We've never heard of it, so that that's perfectly fine. When you said cop out, I'm like, he's going to fucking say McDonald's like a bitch. And then he didn't say <laughs> McDonald's, so we're okay. Uh, favorite video game of all time? Don't hate me, guys, but uh, Warcraft 3. I'm not going to hate you. Did you like or have you played Reforged? Yes, I still play it. Okay, so you enjoy it then? Absolutely. All right. Um, I, I mostly I play. I'm more of the custom games guy. Sure, that's perfectly fine. Um, all right, least favorite video game of all time. <laughs> you know what? I don't have one, but I don't have the patience for many RPG games. I'll admit that I, I don't have the time to put into it, and it frustrates time. me seeing a World of Warcraft. I come in, I'm like, I already hate this. Like, I'm looking at all these guys. I don't have the, I don't have 40 hours to put in. It's okay. I don't blame you at all. Um, unknown player you expect to do big things in Halo Infinite. Hmm. Because I feel like some of the guys I know might be known now. Uh, shout out to Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro, great ca- player, great player. Um. All right, I don't have these listed, but I'm going to ask them anyway. So, Will, I'm sorry, Go. you're going to type this out. Uh, oh, okay. Favorite Halo team of all time? It would be the straight ripping team. Fuck yes, it would be. Yes, yeah, that's be. right. Oh, that team's phenomenal. Okay, uh, favorite Halo event of all time? Watching probably like MLG Columbus away being okay. obviously Toronto away. All right. I think that's all I have to be honest. 
I don't want. I don't want to make Will kid kid see you just I'm go off the cuff here. What I do. <laughs> oh man, Martin, we just for for us for the for the viewers, hold up that batch of lanyards that you got. I know we didn't really talk about. Uh, it, but yes, I yeah. No, I got to show you one other cool thing as well. Yeah, please do, thought, please do, these guys. So I'm gonna give a shout to my to James. I'm not, I don't think he works at three four three anymore, but. This is one of the great things. He was working in the production side. He's like, Mark, you do so much work on Halo. And he, I wanted to give him a gift. So what happened was I, because I liked him, I sent him some GT Halo merch. And he's like, I don't know what to give him back. So he actually went, got this legendary edition here, Halo 5. I'm going to try and show it here. But he got it signed by yeah. the entire staff. And you see some chirps in here, like, uh, go, sends, go. Uh, what do you see? So, like, yeah, so like so, some hockey Oh, TFC sucks, you know, some some little chirps <laughs> over me, but the whole staff 343 and everything, because they don't know who I am, but like, like, you even have Quinn here, oh jeez, bravo goes to Yami right there that's awesome, so, so you see a lot of a lot of the names here a lot of the names, and yeah, you want to see the lanyards yeah, oh, show geez. the lanyards to the folks this is at some, home. this is some, guys, this is some oh, uh, there, I dropped a couple oh, here, dude. there we go, I dropped a couple Let's see. You. All right, couple here. Big House Five Smash Event. Yo, dude, guess, Smash uh, Events are dope as shit. Let's them. go. Oh, there's that Iron Gaming event at Daytona that I talked about earlier. Um, commentating the Ice Jam. Okay. Ice Jam. Um, Frosty Faustings. Frosty Faustings. Uh, okay. FGC event. Okay. Okay. FGC. Yep. Uh, working ESL New York. Jesus wow. Christ. Um, no, Gamer Forgiving. I don't know, I'm just He's trying to see if it's cool. <laughs> I was commentating, oh, this one here. Oh, move away from my Lindsay Sterling one. Commentating the Soccer Nationals. Game soccer Championships. So it's my HCS banners. Uh, oh, working PAX East, if you remember that one event at PAX. This is insane. Uh, Dreamhack. Uh, many Dreamhacks. I don't know. Lots of the other ones are like sport ones. It's like because I work as a commentator as well, so like I have my all my badges for like commentating for like all the sports events. Oh, this is a cool one. Uh, the PUBG player badge, PUBG Europe. Oh man, look at that! So there you go. Uh, Red Bull lands here. I don't know. You got them all. Rocket League. There's a couple of Rocket League ones I just see from there. Uh, yeah. I f I figured out another rapid fire question for you. Who's your main in Smash? Main and Smash, yep. Samus. Okay, okay, all right. Oh, no, funny thing, my brother. So my brother's like me. He's a troll at, at events. He decided to enter the college Smash tournaments using me trainer, me trainer. Oh, I fucking oh my god, the weekend. And, and, no, and nobody plays it. And the and he goes on broadcast and like nobody knows how to use it. And he's like, that's why I do it. Just say, nobody oh, knows man. how to nobody knows how to use it. And that like oh. for myself. It's, it's that type of thing. So, like, for myself, I uh, there was a period a couple years ago I was doing competitive Hearthstone. Okay. And I almost almost qualified for Worlds. So, the, my friends know the story here for, uh, for Hearthstone. Because so, I would play, it's the same thing. I'm, I'm the same way I want to do I do stuff differently. So, in Hearthstone, I would play decks and play cards that nobody else is using in the meta. So, if I know what the meta is, I know what they're playing, but they have no clue what I'm playing. They're gonna misplay their hand because exactly. they don't know what I have. So my yeah. cards were were effectively worse. My cards are worse, but because they didn't know what I had, 
they would misplay their hand, and that's how I would end up winning games. So I'd be playing weird things. If you know any Hearthstone at all, but yeah. anyone who's listening, I would create I created a Reno Hunter deck, for example. And most people are like, who the heck plays that? Right. So it's like stuff coming out from random stuff like that. Or I'd play a Temple Shaman when Shaman was absolutely useless. Nobody would be playing Shaman. So people would have no idea what the heck to do and what the heck they were playing against. But my brother's the same way. So he now answers tournament just doing troll stuff. Entered using like Rocket League terms, using troll cards that no one uses. And deciding to play with them in tournaments. So we might as well have fun. Like, Absolutely. And then, yeah, so for this one thing, I can show you the bracket. So I made it to the top eight to get to the final qualifier. To be in the final few players to get to Worlds. And I DQ'd myself. Oh, no. A whole bunch. So the thing was, because it was a day event, and one of my best friend's birthdays was in the evening. Okay. And he was he's planned to like a huge like an escape room, like a whole night like timed event. So yeah. I was like, I'm gonna be eliminated at that point. I'm going against a bunch of like top 500 players. I'm gone. Like but, I'm a first round. What fire. if Martin? And I keep if? I keep go I keep going through this tournament. Like it's a Swiss tournament. I'm still alive. But I get the I get this top eight goes into the final thing. I somehow squeak in an eighth, and I'm like I look at the time. I'm like. Nah, I gotta, I gotta, no. I ha- so I'm like, oh, I can't take man. transit in time. I already missed the time because I can't take transit, so I had to get an Uber. Dude. First time taking an Uber so I could get to my friends. I was only five minutes late, luckily. And I'm like, nah, I gotta get to, I gotta get to, I gotta get to his, I gotta get to his birthday. And that was important for me and just being able yeah. to see that. But I can send it, I have the bracket to show it, but it's just a funny thing. But it's like, most people are still to this day are shocked that I would make this. They're like, you could have won it and you could have got him. So I'm like, yeah, but you know what? Then I would have, I would have let him down by not showing up. That's true. You would have let down your buddy. You made him, you might have you made, made a commitment. A world... You make a commitment. You do. You do. You make a commitment. You stick with it. You got to, you got to stick with it. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know what? Sometimes things cross and sometimes you just got to make you gotta, you gotta make that decision in your head and realize, you know, what's more important to you. And for myself, going into that tournament, I reminded myself going into this tournament, I expected to get first rounded. So, oh my god! So it's just like I'm still alive. That's uh, the fact I made it this far as a bonus. So it pissed off even more players that I just chose to do that. But it's okay. That's that's absolutely insane. Like, you're, good lord, he this man who wears all the hats, who does all the things, almost made it to a... He almost qualified for a Hearthstone Worlds tournament. <laughs> what in the absolute fuck? I swear <laughs> to God, it's we could have... You could ha- So, what? You have the Lord of the Rings trilogy, right? You could literally have all three books dedicated to Martin's life. I don't even think we'd scratch the fucking surface <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Uh, see, what other, what other cool stuff do I have around me right now? Uh, I got a lot of baseball signed, I don't know, autographs. I got this right here behind me. Here we go. So cool thing right here. So Kyle Lowry signed jersey, if you know basketball. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, so there, that's behind me right there. So cool story with that one is that with the Toronto FC soccer team, I actually got to, pr- one time there was an emergency, there was an injury happening. Someone got injured and they needed a replacement, like just someone to come to practice. So they gave me a call because they know I'm one supporter. So I came, went to practice with the players. Sure. And Lowry showed up. He was he was there too for ba- basketball stuff. And yeah. And they they and then he's like, yeah, I got a jersey right here. And he and he's like, oh, and he pulls that jersey and signs it for me. And then the TFC players all signed a jersey for me as well. My mom has it in her room. 
But like they all, Larry signed the jersey for me, and when I got back, I just framed it and put it on the wall. That's but I have pictures of like myself God. with Josie Altidore. If you know Josie Altidore, famous U.S. players on Toronto's team. So my job in practice was to cover him. This guy is an absolute monster. <laughs> <laughs> so if you look at look at him, if you Google him, Josie Altidore, and you see this guy's a beast, and I'm supposed to cover him, I'm like, oh my gosh. So I spent the whole time like just tapping his ankle. I'm like, this is your bad ankle, right? It's like, Martin, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the one cool thing about soccer with other sports. Because of that supporters and ultra mentality, this fan and supporters are much closer to the team than in other sports. Like you, when you have like Leafs, Leafs fans in hockey, there's no more dedicated fan base than those guys spend $200 to go to a game. It's the most expensive ticket for anything in sports. These guys are diehards, but they're not that close to the players. Like these guys, we, I'll give credit, like Petrosi, we have yearly meetings with the head, like the general manager and the owners of wow. the team just to talk about, okay, what are you guys looking for? A couple of the players, and we do Q&A sessions where they just sit down and we just sit and answer questions. And it's just really cool to be able to say, okay, we want to be able to do more of these. Or do we want to be able to put up more banners? Or like, it's, it's really cool in that type of environment. And it's like a family environment. So I highly recommend, if you have an MLS team, we do find the supporters. Who who is it for you guys? The loons. Oh, I don't know. Okay, I don't know how great their supporter section is, but I rec- highly recommend their stadium. Looks gorgeous, by the way. Yeah, I was. Oh, uh, stadium looks yeah. gorgeous. I went, I've I been went wanting to, one to go game. to a game. Yeah, I went to one game, and we were in the supporter section because a previous coworker of mine has season tickets. Yeah, and and yeah, it was. The amount of excitement and energy that was in that area was just absolutely insane. unbelievable. Yeah. So what I do is I organize a lot of the away trips. So Minnesota was on the list. I was supposed to go because I want to catch the Twins as well in their new stadium. Sure, um, but uh, yeah, so definitely, I, definitely in a normal day, we'll I'll, I'll go out there and be wearing all red and trusty. But yeah, we so we'll go into cruise. There'll be a bunch of us. We'll take a road trip. We'll drive down like for Columbus in the playoffs. One of the funny thing is some other supporters. We, we, we do a thing like called it's a march to the stadium. Yeah. Like we all meet up a bar and we all walk together and support. So in Toronto, they're used to it. The cops are used to it. Like we'll walk on the road, like the march and the like traffic kind of stops, but the cops at least know us. In Columbus, the cops are not aware of this. So oh, this no. is like main traffic. And they go down there. You have a whole Toronto crew walking oh my down. God. And like within 10 minutes, like 12 cop cars showed up because so many people called in thinking like it's a protest and like oh, no. going, these guys have flares these guys are walking down the roads in columbus and now you see it here and don't shoot a flare of course someone shoots a flare and gets arrested but everyone else like oh, they no. lead us quickly to the columbus stadium and do it but that's a lot of fun i got to go to cincinnati atlanta new york there's some funny moments of me. I, I think my photo on Twitter, I think I changed it, but it used to be my, I don't know if I still have it, but it's like photo of me on TV with the final score of us beating New York. And there's me with my arm around Murray, the guy from Halo, my arm around him, and we're just we're just chilling, basking in the moment, That's of awesome. advancing in the playoff game in New York. That is fantastic. Oh, my God. Well, if you ever make it down to Minnesota for a game, you got to let us know so we can meet up with you. Oh, no, 100% I will. Just don't hate me so much as being an away fan because there's no way I'll convert, but we'll get it done. There's no no doubt about it. I'll make it happen. When I say I'm going to make it happen, I make it happen. Trust me. Oh, I can't. Uh, I'll come out to Minnesota for one game at some time because it's it's on the list. It's on the list for sure. But uh, yeah. that's the one thing I, that's why I said at the beginning, I'm, I, I don't know if I said on broadcast, I don't even remember at this point, but 
I choose to spend. I don't get the fanciest tech. I don't spend my money. I don't need the newest Apple phone. I don't. I don't understand the craze with this. I spend my money on experiences. I'd rather go and experience and enjoy life and do what we just do. Be able to share the memories and being yes. able to do it. Like, and people are like, "But why don't you have Instagram and post about it?" Uh, I, and my answer: I'm too busy enjoying it. <laughs> I'll take one picture. If I go to a game, so if I go, like, I have pictures from my phone from 2014. That's how old this phone. Like on my phone. I have photos from back then, and I still have it on here. That's and awesome. just so I take one photo, I show up, take one photo. Okay, I got my photo, put it away for the rest of the night. I'm here to enjoy it. Hell yeah! You know, and just sometimes, like now, I have a GoPro, which which my master's professor told me you got to record more. I'm like, okay, fine. Some of my hikes, I'll record more. Happy and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, being able to be uh, just, but yeah, the key thing for myself is just to, I want to be I want to be. Ex- ex- experience i want to enjoy my life because at the, at the end of the day technology and having things like i don't need a car i don't need a brand new car i don't understand paying 25 grand for a new car i bought my car i saw a nissan i spent three grand on it used it's lasted me six years it's still running fine i and i spent i paid it all in one batch and i don't have to worry about it. i don't need loans you know i don't need to worry about paying off stuff right and and just being able to then you spend the money just experience and go explore the world, learn new experiences. Like for myself during lockdown, I'm teaching myself, like I knew French, but I'm reteaching myself French and learning German right now during my work. So like I'm going on one screen doing, doing Babel. It's not the greatest, it's Babel, but it's like learning basic words. So when I do travel, at least I can understand some languages and communicate a little bit because you don't want to survive on just English. So Martin, I, <laughs> I asked about this at the very beginning of the interview. I asked about it in the middle of the interview. And I'm asking about it rhetorically at the very end of the interview. Martin, what the fuck don't you do? Because good lord, dude. I don't do art. I suck oh, at art. art. My okay. whole family does art stuff. I draw stick to I'm terrible. I have coordination. There's a reason I'm a good soccer goalie. I know how to fall. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the one fault of Martin Ohms is that he can't draw. But I'm guaranteed, I'm guaranteed if he put his mind to it, he could absolutely and do fix, it. And fix tech stuff. Like, you should see, like, I look at the PC. People are like, what, what's your PC build? Oh, it's like, it's got a graphics card. What kind of graphics card? I don't know. It works. If, if it runs, that's all that matters. <laughs> it works. Yep. That's it. Oh, how much RAM is on it? <laughs> but for like most people for gaming people look at me like i'm so weird for now and i'm like but for that that doesn't interest me no it's like not it. what you use it for i mean no, you, you might not use it for, like it's, it's i understand it but i have nothing against it but right. it's just like not my personal interest like and i probably should know i'll admit like and i know i'm software i should know these things like i should okay. know to, about my pc but unfortunately for myself i have a brother who knows all these things <laughs> so if i need something i just think like, hey do i need this he's like yeah you need this network adapter i'll, I'll get i'll buy it for you perfect thank you you're great at utilizing your resources Mark. Yeah, that's perfect yeah you gotta sometimes some people don't realize it's not about what you know sometimes it's about who you know absolutely <laughs> and we are so lucky to know you martin um, i appreciate it absolutely ladies and gentlemen martin ohms the uh, Golden Boy may have it coined as like he's the national treasure, but it, no, Martin Ohms is the national treasure. <laughs> Actually, fuck that. Martin Ohms is the global treasure. Just 
straight up. I gotta show you a clip of Golden Boy, what he said one time. Him and I are on the same level. Like, he, he's like, Martin, you're on the same level as me. Oh, so, okay, so he like, say you're better than bro. him. He just says you're on the same level as him. All right, Golden Boy. I don't know. Right, I'm Alex. like, I didn't just meet The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I know you're host with him, but I got to meet him, too. So we're, we're equal now. We're yeah, boys. That's yeah. right. We're boys. <laughs> but no, I love Alex. Alex is, Alex is absolutely fantastic. He he's really is. He truly person. is. But, oh, man. Uh, oh, man, I forgot what I was going to say. But, yeah, no, it's just, it's, it, I like to, I like to enjoy, I like to have something unique to look and f- look forward to every day. But like I was saying with my brother, he just sent me a message right now. He's like, he was an admin for the tournament. He's like, he's like, great. He has now been gifted sub to about the five of the streamers he was admins for. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, rip my recommend. He's like, I don't even watch Warzone. And now I'm sub to all these people. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> That's but awesome. Yeah, no, we try to keep it, we try to keep it as fun as possible. Try to, we have a great Discord community. So if you're looking for a good, fun community of people who does random stuff, like, join our discord community um if you guys one second i will drop you guys this right now are you one of is one of you guys free on uh march 23rd from 7 to 9 eastern it's a tuesday night it's a tuesday night will we we more than likely can be what's going on I might have an extra spot for a HCS play date if you guys are interested. Ah, well, if you guys would like to play in it, uh, seven p.m. Seven p.m. Eastern. That's six p.m. I'm not going to be off of work in time. I'll. See. We'll see. Let me know. Let me know in the okay, next couple of course, days. Of All right, we'll do. Martin, that's th- Intel. That's unreleased, but I don't care if people listen to this far in the Shit. podcast. They deserve to know that. We got exclusive scoop, <laughs> motherfuckers. Uh, I didn't even have to ask. That was one of the last things I had. I didn't even have to ask about it. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Martin Ohms, you are, I've said it multiple times. I cannot say it enough. You are, you are seriously one of the nicest and one of the best people that we've ever had the pleasure of talking to. You have helped us so much. You are there for us all the time. And we... Like I, I said before, we don't deserve you. You are just absolutely incredible. I hope you get everything that you could possibly ever want in life. And it has been an absolute honor and a pleasure to have you on our show. So thank you, Martin, so much. No problem. Can I show one last thing? Because I see it and I didn't even get to share it. So yes, go when ahead. the Xbox One X came out, yes. I got to be part of the testing for it. And like I got to be in like my own dedicated room where they had like a bunch of sensors on me and they tested my like stuff while I'm playing games with surround sound and playing it, but I still have the nameplate. Like they had a room. So they had a room. I still have that right here. What? So you have what your the, gang, the gaming in the gaming lab. So I was in the Xbox one X gaming lab. That's there, one second. I have one more thing as well. Oh my game God, we're just getting everything right now. I'm sorry. I, I just yeah. realized I totally, I totally, I don't think I've ever showed this. And I'm like, all the exclusive cool. shit. Cool. So, and then they designed this for me here. Yo, the what Club. the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. They spray painted and designed it for me as a thank you for That's helping so the Xbox cool. Club. So there you go. Oh my god. Guys, you, whoever is just listening to this, I don't, I don't this, know if I have any other cool stuff I can show you guys. But like I said, if you guys made it this far watching this, kudos to you. You guys deserve to see cool stuff. 
I'm trying to look around. I, I probably have missed a whole bunch of other things I'll remember at the end. I apologize. I admit, I'm a bit of a mess. It's okay. Oh, <laughs> you've given us plenty. Yeah, yeah I mean, oh this, is, this is way longer than I thought this was going to honestly go for. I thought you'd be bored of us after a certain amount of time. So. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason I work as a commentator in sports. Oh I don't shut up and they put a mic in front of me. <laughs> so that's like, that's how I became a commentator. I'm not joking. So I was, like, when I was injured, I got so bored of watching the games. And I asked like, is there something I can do? So I became the PA announcer. And the problem sure. is that the PA announcer is in the same booth as the commentators. And while I'm sta uh, standing up there, I was making so many comments up there on the booth. I'm like, why aren't they doing this? What kind of formation is this? I would have liked to play down the wing in this. They were just one of the guys listening, like, uh, and then he got to the point, like, you want to just, you want to hop on next game and try it out? And I worked as a color commentator, and it just led what from the there fuck? to where I was commentating everything for the soccer nationals, provincials, and now I do a lot of the stuff from there. I've commentated curling. Oh I've God. done football. I love commentating Canadian football. It's very different than American football. Canadian sure. football is so much enjoying, but to commentate the CFL, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was doing all the the university games. Okay. For for the Canadian football, it's just with the players in motion. There's a lot more action. I find commentating, awesome. but I've done I've commentated curling, cross country. Try not to commentate that. That's there's only so much you can do. But yeah. You know, uh, curling is one of my favorites to commentate. If you're commentating with someone, not solo. Um, baseball, volleyball, basketball. I find I, I find it fun. But yeah, I apologize if I talk too much. Sometimes. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> he, he was, you weren't kidding about those apologi yeah, apologies. Don't apologize. Though, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I thought we apologize a lot, but good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Canadian. It's the Canadian in me. That's so amazing. Uh, Martin, you wear every hat. One last imagine. thing, actually. I lied. Oh, I, I found thing. it. I found it. One. <laughs> but some people... This is amazing. I found this. I know some other people have this, but I found this at a at a Salvation Army for five dollars. What do you got? Yeah! yeah, yeah. Fuck that game, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, that's cool. That's I awesome. Love the, I I love the story of the game. It is. It's a good story. It is legitimately a good story. Everyone and the visual. Yeah, someone the threw it. Awesome. Somebody donated that for it was five bucks. I'm like. <laughs> It's the easiest deal of my life. Martin's got to swoop that up. <laughs> I grabbed that. I was like, do I really need this? Did your headset No, grow? but Did do I want that? Break again? Yeah. <laughs> Did your headset so break again? Yeah, so it's the one little piece on the top. It just it snapped off. I'll, I'll, I'll fix it after the broadcast. Jesus Christ. Um, all right, Martin, I'm going to ask before I even say anything else. Do you, do you, have, you got anything else you want to share? I'm looking around. I apologize. I probably got a few books here. Like I got the, <laughs> some cool guides and crap, but I'll save that for another day. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, let's let's close it out then. So, Martin, as, as a closer here, what are you up to and where can people find you? Um, obviously doing the gamers outreach stuff. We have gamers for giving coming up. Like I said, March, 2021st, so make sure to check it out. I, at gamers outreach. You can find me on Twitter at Martin Holmes. I don't have any other social media because leave me alone. <laughs> uh, my, my life, my personal life is personal sometimes. And you know, on Twitter, I got one. I don't need an Instagram. You have one place to meet, talk to me. <laughs> like, I'm going to be straight. You guys wanted me to be straight. This Absolutely. is why I don't have other Absolutely. social media. You have Absolutely. one place to contact me. I don't need three other places because then people would contact me in more places. And I mean, frankly, honest, the main reason I don't have Instagram is just because I don't feel like I see people's true lives on there. I like to talk to people and get to yeah. know them. 
rather than just seeing what their real life. But yeah, find me at Twitter. I'm Art Gnomes. Uh, you could join my Discord. I stream twitch.tv slash man. Uh, random content could be Warcraft 3 stream. It could be a Halo stream. It could be a F1 stream. You don't know what you're getting. So you can find me at there. But the best reason is just, just shoot, me a, shoot me a message. I'm always down to chat a little bit. Always down to help out. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Martin Ohms, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for taking the time. It was great conversations. It was a pleasure to have you. And uh, guys, like I said, if you don't go thank your admins at a tournament, I'm going to get you banned. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's going to that's gonna do it for the interview. Martin, thanks again as always. Hope everyone has a great night. Uh, and fucking, I don't even know what to say anymore. I'm just going to end this. Until next time, bye-bye! <laughs>